Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zods. And we are back. We're out of the Rock of Eternity. Mm. We're hanging out at Metropolis U. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel fresh, Connor. Or I feel like a freshman. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I don't know if I say all sophomoreish, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely fresh. Got my jacket on. How about you? Uh, I do not have my jacket on. What do you call the Letterman uh, jackets? Yeah. But I do have uh, a hazing later tonight. So. No. Mm. No, but uh, yeah, it's uh, good. <laughs> Good times over here yeah. in Australia, I suppose. The weather's a bit better. Just came back from our holiday. Yeah, tell us um, about that. How was, the, uh, how was the trip? A bit of a fam, well, fam jam as well, wasn't it? Or? Yeah, down Tasmania. Actually, funnily yeah. enough, towards the end of the trip, I found myself thinking about Superman, um, specifically for all seasons, which really pushed the idea that... Uh, small towns like country life is superior ah. and more pure than city life mm-hmm. and i gave that some thought i thought because i was i went on a few drives around mm-hmm. the country down there where there was nothing but farms and stuff really and small towns and you know there's there's a point to that because there's just i've never seen a city as breathtaking as nature natural wonders mm-hmm. i don't know if that's just me or my taste but you know and i've been overseas as well but it's never yeah. um you know oh, nature right. itself is uh, still unsurpassed i suppose and it's clean and nice and it looks great um, but you know at the same time small towns and stuff they're full of bogans and rednecks and hillbillies <laughs> um, so I, I, I just have <laughs> visions of you like rocking up a la northern exposure a TV show. You remember that <laughs> with the the doctor? No, um, I don't actually. Oh, okay. Kind of natural setting, and and to me, I've never been to Tasmania, but I understand it's a lot different. It's more rainforesty than than you know outback Australia. Is, was that? Is, mm. Could you say that? Is that true? Would, would you a bit more European? Um, I mean, it's because uh, it's because it's not dry down mm. there. You know, it gets dry in bad summers, but it's much more wet. Everything's more green. Mm-hmm. Good um, whiskey. It's all... Good whiskey there, Connor. Good whiskey. Oh, yeah. I was drinking lots of whiskey down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a bit too much because I was drinking at one point. And I'm like, this is like acid going right through my body and I'm still Ooh. drinking it. But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, because it's all coastal and stuff mm-hmm. as well. And it's much wetter and colder. So Fantastic. You know, I guess that's why it's um, it's it's worth a holiday. Yes. Keep in mind, not at Christmas because it's really expensive, and there's always fires all along the coast really? in Christmas. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's really bad. On um, the coast of Tasmania. Every year, just heaps oh. of bushfires. It's your heat vision. You're looking too intense at the rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, we did have a conversation about this earlier today. But I was in a store and it had a Terrence Stamps General Zod yeah. action figure. And a lovely Lex Luthor figure that was seething Ooh. as well <laughs> in his scene. power armor. Yeah, so that was a good one actually. That looked quite nice. It did. It was like seventy bucks. Um, oh, okay. I thought I misread that. I, I had a squint at the photo you sent. It looked like seventy. Then I thought, nah, it can't be. It must be thirty. 
But you no, I'm pretty sure it was seventy because it was a hell. shoddy photo I sent. Um, oh. But because uh, it's like a, you know, it's quite big yes. as well. Oh, is it uh, okay? It's a and it's got like a little stand that's mounted on too. About a sixteen incher, would you say? Um, I'm not sure. No. Uh, probably not sixteen inches. Okay. But uh, yeah, lots of Superman stuff there. That was fun. Uh, how have you been? <laughs> Razod, what have you been up to? Oh, Razod's been good. I've been, um, apart from your attempts or my attempts at world domination, mm. apart from uh, lengthy monologues as I float in the sky at anyone who listens to me, uh, no, we're, we're preparing for a, a move. Um, oh, really? Another move. It's not as bad as it sounds, which is pretty good and a bit of a relief. We're moving to the apartment pretty much next door same same building okay uh, same level so it's gonna be an easy move is there a reason why or oh, cheaper cheaper corner l the S- apartment next door is just cheaper we're going we're going um one bed less one bed. so we're going down to two better um so you know we can't live the high life anymore we we can't be the uh men and women of leisure uh, we're just cutting down some costs. Um, two hundred is a pretty good deal. Two hundred, two hundred bucks a week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's going to be that's really good. That is, yeah, it's really what good. What the story. hell, Razod? I know we've been living. <laughs> we've been living on a bed of cash. That's two hundred a week. You're joking. That's insane. Yeah. I want photos of this apartment you're going to, man. Because uh, yeah, it's good. I am paying more than that, and I am not. No, no, happy. that's not. That's not the cost. That that's how oh, much we're saving a right, week. Right, right, right. We're saving two hundred. Yeah, no. It's I was going to say no, like no. A, Sydney room for a family two hundred a week. No. In Sydney. That would be crazy. Absolutely um, not. No, that you can get, you can get a cardboard box under a bridge somewhere for two hundred bucks a week. I reckon. Ah, uh, I see. In Sydney, uh, but yeah. So just uh, logistics, kind of organising that. But since the move's going to be a lot easier, it's a big relief. But you know, we've got to organise cleaner. You know, we've got to get the place fumigated because we've got two cats. So the condition of you know terminating or the end of lease is that you've got to get it fumigated, stuff like that, carpet, all that sort of stuff, all that Zodian stuff that. Yes. Other Kryptonians don't want to hear. But yeah, <laughs> other, other than that, it's been pretty good, actually. Reading a bit of comics here and there. Yeah. Hmm. And speaking of comics, Connor L, we have yes. a a quartet of hmm. issues here. Another four-issue miniseries dealing with formative years of Clark Kent. Quite a common thing on this podcast, it seems. Mm, yeah. I guess it's our third one, but we're not even that many episodes in, so... No, no. we're young. Uh, I've also updated our cover photo to reflect. I saw. That was good. Uh, yeah. Enjoyable. Those listeners, if you are listening, tuning in for the first time, go check it out. If you like the cover, you'll enjoy our previous episode. Episode before that. Episode before that. We did the Shazam. Shazam month. That was our last oh, one. Oh, I just changed it again. Oh, you did then. again? Oh. Yeah. Connor L. <laughs> oh. No, I changed it from Shazam because Shazam month is over. Oh, okay. There you and go. And we get back to Superman. Super listeners, I am on the ball as usual. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so four issues, Connor yes. L. Um, we've got plenty to talk about here. This will be good because we're both going in kind of fresh. We had a little bit of a chat leading into this yeah. episode as to our thoughts, but it will be good to uh, to air any grievances or any uh, any compliments that we'd like to, to pay this arc. Yeah. 
so we're we're covering a story called Superman: The Secret Years. This is pre-Crisis, like really just pre-Crisis, because Crisis came out in the same year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, this covers uh, the Silver slash Bronze Age Superman. It covers a year of his time at Metropolis University, because mm. yes, he did go and get an education. Um, so yeah, the story is called Superman, the secret years and it's Superman, the secret years one through four. So if you want to read this, you just have to track down that mini finds it online, which is pretty easy. Um, if you're a fan of, if you're familiar with like uh silver age, uh, and bronze age, well, mostly silver age lore, then I highly recommend this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's a good book for pre-crisis Superman lore i suppose mm-hmm. um, because it fills in a few gaps okay namely you know it uh never really went into um the transition from superboy to superman and especially in relation to how he dealt with his parents dying uh the kents so this is the first time that was really looked at yes. in depth in that era so can i ask you conorel just before we get into it as well well yep. what, what are your thoughts then on i know like we spoke previously about the the reason the current run of superman and you took umbrage at a couple of issues from a brian michael bendis uh with <laughs> Howard... taking umbrage at brian michael bendis <laughs> how could that ever happen? never yeah no but there were those issues uh focusing on Superboy. Now I know he's not Superman. He's Superboy. What is your take on Superman as a younger, you know, dare I say it, as a Superboy? Did you enjoy it, or, or, or you know, do you still like? Do you prefer In the fully? This... Yeah. Do you, do you prefer the fully grown Superman, or, um, or you just you know prefer Clark Kent? I took no problem okay. because I. I generally prefer he doesn't become Superman until he's, you know, a man. He hasn't done the cape. But in this, I didn't mind it because mm-hmm. this story was about him, you know, sort of becoming Superman, having to make the hard decisions that he sure. didn't really have to make as Superboy. And so I didn't mind okay. it in this story. Right, right. Um, it's, you know, I read another story in research for this, which... um. Uh, had sort of compared Superboy's worldview to Superman's worldview. Right. Um, Superboy was very black and white, naive, and Superman was very, you know, mature and was aware of shades of grey. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've softened a bit on Superboy. Okay. Um, because, you know, these stories have made me realise he doesn't really make his full hero's journey until he does become Superman in the end. Right. Uh, because that's what always bugged me is that he would become the superhero before he was even Superman, if that makes sense. Like he already developed fully, but so kind of like yeah. the I'm, I'm thinking of that Mark Wolfman one that we we read. Yep. Yeah. Man and Superman. Yeah. Is that like because he pretty much became Superman then, didn't he? Like you know, just yeah, he he jumped straight into it. But I, yeah. I guess yeah. Anyway, okay, right. Well, there's there's like. Yeah. yeah, he becomes super. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but moving on. So yes. Uh, yeah, Superman: The Secret Years. So we will. Oh, by the way, the summaries are a bit short this week, so we will be doing the very brief summary because I kind of 
messed up on the summaries and thought they were longer. They are succinct. Succinct. And we will also go through and summarize the issue ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, so, are we ready to go up into the sky? Turn to a weird Frank Miller drawing? Oh, God. All right, yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Up, 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 and and away. away. Lex Luthor escapes from the Soames Reform School and makes a computer theft of $48,000 before Superman captures him. Uh, Superboy, I should say. Mm. Meanwhile, Clark Kent gains a new friend, Billy Kramer, who is also from Smallville. Also, Superman turns up too late to prevent his roommate, Ducky Ginsburg, from having a drunk driving accident and shattering his legs. Yeah. Yeah, see? That's a very brief summary That's for this very, very quick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the cover. Yes. So, actually, let's... Uh, the talent for this book, the writer is Bob Rosakis... The artist is the penciler is Kurt Swan and the inker is Kurt Schaffenberger. And uh, Kurt Swan and Kurt Schaffenberger, they make a great pairing as usual. Mm. Uh, the interior art is uh, fantastic as usual. Uh, I especially love Kurt Swan's uh, 70s onward art. Don't get me wrong, I love his uh, 60s stuff as well, but yes. uh, I think he. His prime is definitely bronze age Superman. How, how far does he go into? Like, how far does he work into? Like, what decade? The the nineties? Did he get into the nineties? Um, well, he stopped being the main artist. He only did like guest things for Superman after mm-hmm. Burns' reboot hit because they were trying to reinvent the character, mm-hmm. so new artist and everything. I'm not sure exactly when Kurt Swan retired. Yeah, I'll have a look. Because uh, he he died in '96. Yeah, yeah that's a shame. That's um. I think he, let's see, I think he stopped in the late 80s, Okay. maybe. So yeah. what we're looking at is, is right bang in the middle, 85, right? So Yes. Um, he's, he's well developed at this stage. Definitely, mm. definitely. He's been drawing Superman for decades at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but then the cover artist for all four issues is Frank Miller. Yes, Frank Miller. Mm. Um, and they are less than stellar. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, Connor, because... Uh, that was my take on on pretty much all four of the covers. Like I see what he's going for. The ideas are good, but at the same time, it's just not drawn very well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's all I can say. And they're very, uh, very tangentially connected to the, the story. story. Yeah, I mean, you, you can argue the first one, of course, that you know the first couple of pages kind of relate to that cover. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's not even reality when we get into it, that, that first bit. It's kind of ironic, I think, that a couple of these covers, are, specifically the first and fourth cover, are quite patriotic. Mm. And Frank Miller specifically had a beef with how Superman got turned into ah. a symbol of patriotism. Right. Yet he's drawing these patriotic covers and these covers were his idea with someone else like they came up with these so mm. if I meet Frank I might ask him about it sometime um, yeah. but uh, I guess we'll find out more about Frank uh, when Superman Year One comes out later in the year yeah that'll be interesting when is that coming and out later in, you mentioned it a couple uh, of keeps, times keeps getting delayed okay. but you bet your fanny packs we will be covering that oh. uh, 
Now that that terminology that Connor used just to our <laughs> European and our US listeners may mean very different things. So, uh, oh really? Yeah, yes. Oh man. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, just bear in mind. I think we're using it for the the less uh, crude. I didn't even know there was a crude version for oh, that, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, it hits in June, apparently. Okay. Oh, June's a good month. Um, just as an aside, kind of, I'm looking forward to a. There's a one-shot Peter David Incredible Hulk reunited with Dale McKeon. I'm very much looking forward to. So there seems to be all these classic writers uh, and and artists coming back for June. Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. on Superman Year One. Really, like this is your black, like the the cover, the covers for the first two I mean, issues the big, are the terrible. Big na- the big names. I mean, yeah, but they're not. No, no, exactly. they're like infamous in Superman mm. stories. Right. Like, yeah, uh, you know, because well, I'm I'm positive Frank Miller does love Superman. Yeah, um, but you know, he's infamous for making Batman essentially eternally more popular than Superman, having him kick the crap out of him. Mm. Uh, Look, you can be Superman's in love. never really recovered from that. Right. And yeah. I mean, you can be in love with something like Billy, oh, no, like Billy just... Kramer and, and really be <laughs> awkward and, and silly about it. I'm just so, saying, like, yeah. a, when you think of Frank Miller, yeah. you think of, of course. in terms of DC, you don't think of Superman. Oh, absolutely. He, he's a pinnacle, isn't he? Um, with the Dark Knight Returns, in in some ways, it's arguably has harmed Superman's legacy. Mm. In a couple other ways, maybe he's improved it. Right? Who knows? Uh, John Romita Jr. is definitely infamous in Superman circles as being a terrible Superman artist. I have no idea why okay. he was chosen for this. I love John Romita Jr. I really do. He's good. He's yeah, my, he's my favorite Daredevil artist. But man, he just. He's yeah. a bad Superman artist. Um, Does good Daredevil. Let, I enjoy his Wolverine. Let uh, me send you this picture in okay. Skype, Ray. This is the first cover let, by let John Romita Jr. Let me add it. Hang on. Let me, let me see. Where, where is your... How do you work this Spangles thing? Here we go. It pops up. Now let me click onto... Oh, okay. Hang on. It's popping I'll up I'll put this there. cover in the show. Oh, Don't wow. Worry. That's uh, John Romita, is it? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, it looks a little bit like Reed Richards dressed as Superman. It looks terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> well, he's very lanky. Uh, he's got arms of a baboon, uh, and uh, yeah, his proportions are a bit weird. Yeah, so, uh, the face looks cool. Everything else is a bit, bit, bit weird. His, his head looks a bit too big. I don't even know. Anyway, his, his leg like, looks really thin. Yeah, it's just. It's, this is like some Rob Leefield stuff. This is you um, one though, maybe. So this is this is meant to be like Superman and Superboy. Maybe, yeah. but it says Superman Year That's One. So well, so does this this arc here, Connor. Look what we get. Ah, uh, but it's yeah, good good point. Um, <laughs> speaking of this arc, let's move on to it. Yes, so the, the cover is Superman flying with a bunch of uh, planes. Yes, and I do mm. like what they're going for with this pose. I like the sun setting on him i yes. like that idea the pose is good i think the the anatomy is good i just yeah. is, is he meant to look like someone in particular like an in particular a superman actor or i don't think so okay because he kind of looks like lex with hair he kind of looks like that guy in the 70s musical the 70s superman musical i don't know <laughs> but it's a weird cover it's a weird cover 
Uh, not a um, fan of it. I, I think the inking. I'm a little um, let down with the inking for this. It's very, I wouldn't say minimal, but it's just very yeah, stylized. Uh, in 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 not a good way. Do you know what I mean, I Connor? Think, there's no there's yeah. no depth. There's like, like there's. The I mean, lines are heavy lines. minis yeah. were very big. Yeah. Maybe they wanted Frank Miller to be doing a DC mini to, you know, mm. make it stand out. Uh, do the cover anyway, you know, yeah. to make it look more like a prestigious book as opposed right. to just the next issue. Right. Um, why is the font different, Superman? Why is that weird? Is that where's his normal font? I don't know. Yeah. So this, um, because yeah. it's it's kind of like Superman: The Secret Years. It's got the font of you know like a file or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if it was like just a, a font they went with for a while or something. I don't know, but no, okay. I don't recognise it. Yeah. Um, this is a, a, pat, a patchwork job here, kind of so far. What's going yes. on? Yes. Uh, but you know, um, we'll go into the story though. So we have read the summary, and That's I just fair. want to start off by saying, one of the pleasures of this podcast is just the different things we cover. Mm. There's so many different oh, yeah. styles and tones, and this is this is so different to the past few things we've covered. Yes, I think and we've chosen quite an array. Yes, so, we, we've far. had quite the variety, and yes. so we we have a pretty goofy start. Yeah, uh, lovable Lex. She's <laughs> <laughs> that zany character. He's he's at this reform school because he's been naughty, um, and he's I think he's like. He's 18 or 21 at this point. Mm-hmm. 21, I think. And so he's jumping out of this window and the dean's like, no, don't commit suicide. And then he's like, I'm not committing suicide, you idiot. And he has like these springs on his uh, feet. Mm. <laughs> and he Made... like bounces over the fence with a big spoing. Yep. Because <laughs> he wants to leave. Exactly. Made from bed bed springs and flashlight batteries. So pretty ingenious, uh, but pretty incredible. Um, yeah. And... I thought, okay, this sets the tone for the story, and yeah. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it's a weird first page. Because this is, this is straight out of the Silver Age, this opening. Mm, okay. okay. It's like, you know, Lex maniacally going, ha, 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 yeah. and with some contraption of sorts and leaping away kind of goofily. Yeah. yeah. Um, with someone shaking in the fist. Well, he's not shaking the fist, but the, the Dean obviously, you know, head out the window. Yeah. And then we get... Uh, like a dream sequence where all of Superman's friends die. <laughs> yes. Well, and uh, not before he recognizes of, the pilots. The pilots. Because there's, there's a big plane and all of Superman's friends are on it. Yeah. And these two pilots shoot that plane down mm-hmm. because he his powers stop working all of a sudden. And then he finds out the pilots are his parents, Mar and Pa Kent. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much calling him a failure, and they he wasn't able to prevent them from dying. Yes. And, you know, then he wakes up, and so then, it's like... Yeah, then you know it's a dream. I mean, pretty much. Well, you know it's a dream as soon as they're the pilots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely, as soon as they reveal themselves. Ma, and then she's in, her, in the cockpit, cockpit there. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's right. So this all happens very quickly, all within another one page again. Yeah. Um, well, two pages. Three. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was just scrolling up. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. There's more. It does seem a lot quicker though. Um, but anyway, yep, you're right. So, uh, 
tones um, are different, you know, because the Lex bit was pretty wild, but then we're getting kind of a look into Superman's headspace, mm-hmm. and it's he's not in a particularly good headspace yeah. um, for a lot of this story, because uh, as I said before, this is... He hasn't really dealt with the death of Mar and Pa Kent. And no. From what I understand, they died from some disease outbreak. Right, um, really? Okay. It, it, they mention it briefly towards the end. Oh, okay. Um, it's not really important how they die. It's just that he didn't wasn't able to save them, really. Yes. Um, you know, and uh, the Superman in this era really beat himself up a lot and held on to the past a lot and we see plenty of that yeah it's a big part of him at this stage and but, but rightly as you say it's because he's kind of young he's he's branching well, this is out. also the superman that has an image of krypton blowing up and replaying in his fortress of solitude over mm. and over that he just stares at yeah to remind himself um this is nice, like... and, nice and healthy healthy uh <laughs> yeah healthy way to um, deal with it you know, uh, I, I do really love this era of Superman. It's just a very sad, mythical yeah. era. Um, it's a, a testimony he doesn't turn into a supervillain. Like, all, all this kind of thing. Um, eating him up inside. He's not, he's not angry about it. Like, he, he's well, tormented in this by he is, it. But, yeah. like, later yeah. on, you know, yeah. when he thinks about Krypton, he's not angry about it. He's just sad. Like, yeah. um he doesn't blame anyone. Uh, if he if he ever blames anyone, it's himself, really. Yeah. So oh, he'd have to go through the stages of grief, wouldn't he? So there would be a bit of yeah. anger and, and guilt there sooner Definitely. or later. Yeah. So uh, Clark has a nightmare, um, mm-hmm. and you know, so and we're introduced here as well. And this is all classic Kurt Swan art, by the way. It's very yeah. good with our facial expressions. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, Lex's Kurt Swan. And Superman are both iconic, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they're very distinct. Yes. Uh, looking. And, yeah, so we're introduced to Clark's roommate, uh, who's a drunk. <laughs> oh, and, and Tommy as well, which is good. I, I thought a little little props there. Uh, an Asian, I'm assuming he's Asian, right? Uh, he's Vietnamese. Oh, no, he's, he's Hong Kong. He's from Hong Kong. His parents are in Vietnam. Yeah, they, from Hong Kong? yeah I, I remember reading they're from Hong Kong, but then they mentioned Vietnam. So I think they went to Vietnam. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, okay. But yep, there, yep. there was a bit of a mix there, I think. There is a link to Hong Kong somewhere. Anyway, yeah. maybe they live in Hong Kong. I don't know. So Clark's alcoholic roommate keeps trying to offer him a drink. And yeah, Ducky. Like, you know yeah. something's going to happen here because he, he constantly is drinking. It must be a social message here somewhere. Um is a hippie. Don't, don't be an alcoholic. Yeah, well, it's a very on the nose message. I don't think he's a hippie. I think he's just disheveled because really? he mentions his family and his girlfriend have like abandoned him. So sure. he's just. But there are a couple of uh, bearded, bearded layabouts in this in this arc. There are a couple of other ones coming up okay. anyway. So I I don't know. I just took it as um... there seems to be. Although this is written and drawn like in eighty five. There seems to be a very, as you as you mentioned, Silver Age, a, a very heavy vibe of it being, yeah, very much conscious that it's in the past. So it, because it, yeah. yeah, this was because I was reading a bit um, the letters page in the first issue, and he said he was very inspired by mm. a lot of Silver Age stories. His favorite types of stories back then were, you know, the mysteries have how Clark Kent got his glasses and just stuff okay. explaining parts of his backstory and Rosakis. This is the one you're talking yeah, about. and he yeah. said what they never covered was yeah. how he dealt with his parents for this period. 
properly. Um, So there's a lot of Silver Age elements Mm. in here because in in continuity as well, like, you know, wackiest stuff was happening, I guess. Yeah. Um, So it's it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a mix because you do go between, you know, some really fantastical stuff, yeah, some goofy stuff, and then like some kind of psychological stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, I think I mentioned to you, it's a real mixed bag. It, it's a very, yeah. Um, Which I I didn't mind because I'm quite familiar with a lot of the stuff um, they're referencing and mm-hmm. a lot of this material. Okay. So you know, which we will get to. Yes, I'm sure. Um, but you know, most of this is she's like, uh, I guess it's super boy at this point because he is mm. younger, he's yeah. 21 in this story, and you know, he's just tracking Lex and stuff. And we're introduced to uh, Billy Kramer, which Billy the synopsis Kramer. doesn't really mention. Yes, man, he will, he's a bit weird for me, kind of odd. He's a bit odd. I, I know, yeah, you know, he's, he's looking for friends, maybe socially awkward. Um, but he, I think he's very socially awkward, yeah. Uh, and he gets kind of teased by his um, uh, clerks, you know, roommates and colleagues and stuff. And yeah. He's been called a shadow because he really does latch on to Clark. But for me, he had, he had a bit too much of a, a bit of a creepy vibe. Um, yeah. Because the, the Billy's thing is his parents from Smallville, because everyone knows everyone in Smallville, sent yeah. him to, you know, hook up with Clark and Lana in metropolis university because he just started there just to show him the ropes mm. and help him out and stuff but he's really socially awkward very clingy um i don't know if i'd go that far oh there's that oh, we'll get to it later there's a the scene jealousy scene and i'm thinking are we looking at boyfriend girlfriend here are we looking at <laughs> i guess we'll lovers get to tiff. That. yeah so anyway um but, you know, Superman's tracking Luther. He, oh, yeah, he, he comes across his uh, drink-driving friend and gives him a lesson mm-hmm. Yes, uh, which as is Superboy, That's which doesn't fun. really work. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't is. well. It's a pretty good way, though. I enjoyed that. Seeing, see, this is the thing here. Uh, so, and I mentioned this to you as well. I mean, we're only in the first issue, but it's very much like a... Um, I guess it's a bit like a, com- a college drama like a young 20s drama thing. I mean, we only see sporadically Superman's... Oh, with Superman's... like the don't drink drive and stuff? No, just, just with these, uh, and like Superman, you, the powers that you see, he uses it um, just to help his friend Ducky or scare him. It's all used very domestically, you know. The, the, the majority of this story is about his relationships between his, his young friends. Well, it makes um, sense, because that's... Yeah, I know, I know. But it's... Uh, yeah, anyway, that was... It's and I think I mentioned to you as well, reminded me a little bit of a, like an Archie comics, um, that kind of, not to that extent, but like that genre, with a bit of super, yeah. with a bit of superhero ness in there. I mean, it's hard, like I guess with this particular bit mm-hmm. with the car, sure, yeah. but I didn't really get that vibe. I was, I also it also reminded me of when Harry Osborn got addicted to drugs. Yep. It was very obvious, like, don't do drugs, kids. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if we look later on, again, there's more more um, interaction between Clark and, and Billy Kramer. Uh, yes. And, and, you know, there's a bit more of a uh, um, fleshing out. That... I mean, I don't think he's stalking him. He's just, he's trying to talk to him and he's just I know. socially awkward. It's... He doesn't really know how to. I know. Um, it's just coming across as a little bit, a bit too desperate. But, um, 
I don't really think it's desperate. Yeah. I don't know. He he was set like he he was told to like go talk to Clark and stuff, and he's trying to talk to him, and he just can't do it because he's too awkward. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's not like he's going, "Hey Clark, hey Clark, hey Clark," blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Even Clark gets a sense of it like, towards the end. He's like, you know, can I do something for you? He's like, uh... Clark's kind of a jerk sometimes in mm. this series, though, um, which makes sense because. You know, he's still growing up. Yeah, sure. I mean, he shouldn't be... Obviously, he should be... It's good that he does kind of make time for Billy. Um, oh, yeah, he's trying to be polite, but he's, mm. you know... Yeah, it's good that he's polite towards him, so that is good. Yeah, he's not being a jerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, but it, it's coming across that he is very conscious that Billy's kind of really always... I mean, it's, it's pointed out by his colleagues, Billy's the shadow, right? They, I mean, they, they pretty much label him. Like, he's he pretty much just hovers around um so that's yeah uh, but hovering around isn't that bad really no like he's just you know um but anyway we come to the football game and what this so this is is sorry this is this is more archie stuff for me like very yeah yeah, very sports like you know yeah oh this is like it's from the uh, tv show tv show yeah yeah i thought that was pretty funny there's a little thing give me a b and uh that's about it, because they're, they're, what, from Dawn B or something? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was a pretty pretty funny joke. And, and then, sorry, Connor, I cut, <laughs> I cut you off there, because you're saying this is setting up for something. Oh, yeah, this just, um, the whole thing is there's, like, this bully here, yep. Steve Powers. Steve Powers. And he takes, <laughs> what a name, right? And he, he takes out one of Clark's roommates. Yep. Um, so, you know, they get Clark in to be quarterback. Yep. And Clark just messes with him a bit. He does. He's on a the typical bully. Field. Yeah. Yeah. So this sets up uh, Steve wants to get revenge on Clark for embarrassing him. Yeah. In front of everyone. Yes. And that that sort of comes. It's like a little minor subplot, I guess, in the next few issues. Yeah. And you see this with with comics as well, like even with Spider Man. This thing of oh Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. There's a bully yeah. there. Um. But we the reader know. That our hero is safe as houses because you know he's he's who he is, uh, so it, it is nice, I guess, comic relief to see the bully and, and maybe a wish or fantasy for a lot of readers. Bullies, oh, totally. Bullies get um, you know Peter Parker. Up. You know that's yeah. ultimate wish fulfillment for me mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and I, as I imagine, this stuff would have been as well. Yeah. Like I love. Uh, did, did you read the early Steve Dicto Spider Man? Uh, no, not for a long oh, time. A oh, and only bits here and there. The first appearance of Sandman, that's a bit where Flash is really ah. getting on Peter's nerves and he challenges him to a boxing match. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they get on the boxing ring and Flash is like, well, Peter, you're actually kind of ripped. <laughs> <laughs> the Flash is commenting there must be bricks in his boxing gloves or something. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's, it's really funny. That's pretty it's cool. kind of wish fulfillment as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. reminded me a bit of this. But... I'd love to read the older stuff of Spider-Man. Oh, it's mm. the first, like, hundred issues of Spider-Man, mm. like, the best Spider-Man ever written. Yeah. You know, like, that's peak Spider-Man right there is the start with Ramita Senior, Stanley, Steve Dicto. You cannot go wrong there. Yeah, right. Then I'm yeah. keen, keen to... Yeah, no, brilliant stuff. Um, But uh, back to the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tracking Lex Luthor down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's just... It's just plot, like it's just Luther's Taking scheme. Like None of it's particularly. Yeah, we get introduced to Perry White, right, as well. Not here. No, oh, isn't wait. That the, that's yeah, him? that is Perry yeah, yeah. with the, with the hat. He looks very different. Yeah, and um, I, I Perry White is in this story. 
a bit. Mm-hmm. He's not in it heaps though, and I like no. that it's very white and not you know Lois Lane because I think Lois Lane would have been pretty contrived. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. The Perry uh, White kind of makes sense. It makes more sense, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Plus and Perry Jimmy Olsen's a baby, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> at this stage, so um, yeah, very good. So Superman busts Lex again. Yep. Uh, by you know tracking him and stuff, and you know he's like, "You're going to prison this time because you're 21 years old." So <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, no more juvie for you. Yeah. And uh, and throughout this as well, we get dear diary entries from yeah from Clark Clark, which is good because later on it plays off Billy's journal or letters. Yes, um, it are does. Then, are then done, so it's a nice little. Uh, it, it kind of makes Billy a, a quite a well. He does have a fundamental role in in this, um, as we see later on. But yeah, and uh, Clark. We, then we have like a, I think like Bring Your Parents Day or something. Yeah, uh, here we go. This is it, isn't it? Where they talk about Vietnam and yeah, your parents are in Vietnam. Right. I just don't. I never. I where do they say they're from? It doesn't really matter. I'm sure but, they do. They do. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Your parents are in, are in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, it comes up. Mean, Let me yeah. tell you, it comes up. Anyway. Okay. And uh, so, <laughs> poor Clark, because people keep offering him like. They want to have dinner with their folks and stuff, and he's just yeah. like, oh, you know, my parents are kind of dead. Both parents, uh, both sets of parents are dead. Mm. <laughs> he's got, uh, take that, Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, double double dose of uh, dead parents. Um, yeah. uh, Clark's feeling a bit blue, but he's not like, you know, completely angsty. He's just uh, mm. doesn't oh. do great. And, and this then we is... Get, uh, yeah. This is weird. This was the first... I didn't know he could do this, Connor. It's fantastic. He goes back in time. He uh, yes. He um, breaks the time barrier and he goes back, as as an ast- in astral form. I'm assuming. Which and I love it. Um, That's cool. Because... Has it never come back? Has has this ever happened? So, no, he he travelled through time a lot. Oh, okay. Usually. Usually physically. This was the first time, this was new to me, him going back and being in astral form because whenever I saw him go back in time, it was physically. Like he went back to ancient Greece and met Cirque. How does he he do that? Uh, Oh, geez. I can't remember the exact mathematics, but I think the idea is like he flies so fast or something. Oh, wow. Um, But uh, he went back to, one of my favorite stories, he went back to Krypton. Mm. Um, But the, the whole idea is he can't actually change anything in the past. Okay. Which, even if he tries. Right. And that's otherwise, kind of, it would just be too crazy. <laughs> that would be too... I was about to say, it's very dangerous. Uh, but uh, I think and as, it's... as a thing with the Christopher Reeve movies, mm. you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, Don't get me started uh... again on that ending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners that haven't heard before, just check out our Superman episode the of the movie yes. review along with the guys uh, at Krypton Report. Uh, it's a two-parter. Two-parter. Uh, very entertaining. First part is on our podcast. Second part is on their podcast. There was links... I'll put links in the show notes because uh, we bear all our feelings for the Chris Rodriguez <laughs> Superman the movie. Um, yes. Some good, some bad, uh, yeah, mostly good, yeah. but some huge bad points. Like some little, <laughs> some little quibbles here and there. Yeah, so I won't go into the whole no time travel thing, but uh, this this does. Well, this uh, is this handles it well, as you say. Oh, because, this handles it so much better than because yeah, as in astral form, he can't affect anything. He can just he can just observe. So, uh, and this no, part no. is just like it's so freaking sad. It's like, why are you doing this to yourself, mm. man? 
he's going back in time just to see his parents again. Oh, that's so freaky. You can just... And he's, but he's like, they're like, oh, you know, you'll always be able to come to us mm. if you feel out of place. And he's like, oh, you guys are dead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's just kind of torturing himself. Um, he is. And as if that wasn't enough as well, we end with the issue. He comes back from time uh, and there's a car crash. And as you yeah. mentioned in the synopsis, uh, it doesn't bode well for our friend Ducky. Yeah, the, the alcoholic. So, yeah, yeah um, like, <laughs> hmm. well, so it's, yeah, these are interesting. <laughs> it's a very different tone, isn't it? I mean, that's the impression I yeah, get. There's like, different tones in the issue as well. <laughs> there, there is, I know, but it, I mean, for me still overall, they have, as we said, as a mixed bag, it does, it does delve into you know, stuff that does torment Clark. But still, overall, for me, it, it it's a weird, it's a very weird issue. Yeah, I mean, uh, all, this issue and all the issues I highly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, even if like a bit, some of them are like the the transition from Lex springing on his boots to, you know, Clark Simon. I don't know. I just I I really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it is it's a it's an interesting mix because yeah. there is there is Bronze Age and eighty sensibilities in here, but it's also a lot of you know early Silver Age sensibilities too. Um, yeah, because I, it's yeah. set in that period of Superman's history. Yeah, when he was younger, so it's just it's just interesting. I mean, I really enjoyed reading through it because I it was a weird blend and I yeah enjoyed it. Um, some of it's goofy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, this is this is obviously back still when you know comics are written and kids could just read them. Yes, you don't well, have to worry about I, someone getting disemboweled. Uh, well, very much. I, I get that vibe, and, and I guess I'm just a, a little. I was a little fooled by number one because I, I knew it was written around '85, so I had already expectations as what it would be like. You know, even before opening the book, uh, and then two, as you say. It has this mix of um, like the, the silver and then the bronze, and I definitely can see the the bronze sensibilities, as you say. Mm. But it's, it just throws me when, like for me, the tone of a lot of it, a lot of it seems to come from the the silver age. Like it's mm. it's a conscious decision to try it and is. tell it like that, but but they're out of it you don't think it blends as well as it should yeah the the 80s um the the bronze stuff still pokes its head out every now and again um yeah mm, so yeah well it makes sense because as i said the guy who wrote this was a huge fan of those Mm. stories yeah um and he's like he's trying to you know he's trying to write like a grounded sort of yeah uh you know mini series for like adults and kids to read um, yeah, well, definitely it is. Uh, I do get the sense of it could be like a young adult, like a kid's. Like that's why I said it's like an artist thing. The, the, the minis, like mm-hmm. the DC mini series, they were big. Like they were like mm-hmm. you know books you pick up if you want like a serious read or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, I yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like interesting comics because you can talk about them. <laughs> yeah, no, for tr- absolutely. This is a uh, a curiosity, I think, uh, and it's great as a learning experience for Superman. I mean, as you said, we've covered a, a nice, vast range so far 
in our young tenure as a the last yes. sons of Krypton. So this is good, certainly good to, to read, whether or not it's to one's taste, you know, obviously to the, the person, it's very subjective. Um, so yeah, are, are we going to mark this as a whole or are we going to do issue by issue? I reckon we do it as a whole. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, oh. I'll be happy with that. So yeah, and uh, that brings us to issue two. Duh. Yes, so I'll read out the synopsis for issue two. I was going to say something, but I forgot it, so I just thought, screw it, I'll move on to issue two. <laughs> uh, uh, reach out and touch. Superman investigates a Bermuda Triangle and discovers a space warp that leads to an island where people lost in plane and ship accidents in the area have created a peaceful existence and do not wish to return. Clark Kent meets and begins dating Laurie Lamaris, a mysterious wheelchair-bound beauty. Billy Kramer becomes Clark's roommate and friend, and Superman finally reveals his secret identity to him. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, so lots of things sure. there. Briefly summarised. Yeah, now, Connor, my gosh. Can I just <laughs> say, shortchanged. We had a little chat about this. Shortchanged, Action 1000. What is going on with that splash page? Yeah, so let's talk about this cover first. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, probably... <sighs> One of the better covers out of these four. Oh, yeah, marginally. I, I well, like by, the... by better, I mean better than the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the milk carton. Um, uh, again, I I'd be I hard... like his crotch. Yeah, I mean, I'd be hard Same pressed to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be hard pressed to tie this to the story again. I mean, not it's... that I don't. Un... I mean, I don't mind when covers that have nothing to do with the story. It happens a lot. Yeah, when you're not a fan of the art to begin with, it just is another thing that kind of irritates me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's Superman standing in front of a brick wall and there's mm -hmm. like a bunch of bullet holes behind him and he's torn a gun in half and he's got like a smile on his face. Yes. Um, but he doesn't really look the age he is. I, I don't know. Mm. Whatever. Um, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, Billy moves in. Yes. And not uh, the... So, actually, we start um, Billy's letters to his parents. Yeah. Which kind of contrast a bit with what's actually going on. Yes. He types and, them uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he types them. Clark writes them. That's interesting. Mm. Um, so, uh, one of Clark's roommates, who he didn't really talk about, he's kind of just there. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not happy. And he's the one who kind of teases Billy a lot and calls him Shadow. Mm-hmm because he's shadowing Clark or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, so they move out, obviously, to, to make space. Um, let's make space for for, for Billy. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look at the, the guys. So we know Tommy Lee. Oh, oh Dave. Dave Hammond. Yep, yep, that's the guy. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so we actually get a first sense of here, and we go a bit further on when they go to their, the chemistry lab class. And we get a, a, the first sense of Billy's, I guess, loyalty or, or um, devotion towards Clark uh, with that prank that Steve Powers tries to, uh, tries to inflict upon Clark. But uh, it actually goes to Billy instead. He, he pushes Clark out of the way. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was pretty cool. I mean, we, that's built upon later on. Yeah. Um, with how... How much Billy does, uh, how should we say, assist Clark with a lot of things? Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, he, but is, yeah. he is good to Clark. Like, he tries to yeah. pay him back for helping and stuff. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, sorry, I jumped ahead a little there. Connor. That's okay. But anyway, as, as we go back then, after the move out, or, or the discussions between the roommates, Tommy and uh, the, the other bloke, we get this splash page of uh, Kurt Swan's art, which uh, looks unerringly similar to the unreleased art, as told in Action well, it says, 1000. It, I looked it up, it says unpublished story unpublished. featuring Kurt Swan's art. Well, this was certainly published, wasn't it? Now, I'm looking at the... Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at all the... The... the uh... Okay, okay. It actually says... Page five, courtesy of Superman, The Secret Years 2 by Bob Rosaki's Kurt Swan and Kurt... Okay, so it actually does reference this issue in Action 1000. But didn't it say unpublished, as you say? I don't know. It says unpublished story featuring Kurt Swan's art. Like the art... But this story was published. The rest of... No, 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 no. The story... Oh, the the story. Oh, okay, okay. Right, right, right. But it doesn't... Oh, okay. I don't think it's not Kurt Swan art in that story until the end. Well, I thought it, it was only a couple. Unless of... it's coloured and inked so differently that I don't. I thought it was only a couple of pages from my impression. Uh, impression from that was that there were a couple of pages that they used from Kurt Swan for this unpublished story. Yeah. But but the the, the Kurt Swan stuff, which the most memorable is that splash page, is from here. Yeah. Okay, you know what, super listeners, yes. if you can help clear out our confusion, yes, do please, that. Please and do. let's let's move on. And <laughs> this is a great page, though. It is a good page. Him I love flying it. over the Bermuda Triangle, it's gorgeous. Yep. Um, I'd have to say it's uh, one of the features, actually, of the the whole miniseries. I, I mm. love it. I, I do like it. Yeah, and I, I love that he's investigating the Bermuda Triangle as well. Mm. So a bit um, of mystery there, so we, we know. Yeah, uh, and pretty it, disappointing uh, conclusion in my opinion, but, you know. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Just Bermuda Triangle, man. You, you just, you know, you want that payoff to be something really spectacular, and it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean. But by... it, for, it, thematically for the story, it obviously yeah. works. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so uh, so there's a bit of a hint of that. We get We return to the Bermuda Triangle a bit a bit later yeah uh, there's a bit of uh, a little thing here on Lex he's on trial um, uh, and yeah. <laughs> even he makes fun of the the corny um, you know tropey cliches Lex says you know shall I be um, <laughs> dramatic and say you haven't heard the last of me Superboy um, so yeah, uh, yeah it's all unfolding as a typical hero slash villain um, you know, rivalry. Um, I absolutely love this next line, though. Or just to remind you that we are both, in our own ways, outcasts of this society. You yeah. just haven't realised it yet. Yeah, that is very yeah. That is so nice line, thoughtful nice line, line, classic Lex line. Makes why is Lex so great? Makes Superboy or Superman think about that. Lex is barely in this, and he's whenever he pops up, he's got spring boots, and springing over fences, oh. and he's. Making Superman think and coming out with these awesome lines. He he's, uh, he's, he's got a, a vicious tongue, but he's very, it, it comes across that he's very smart, apart from the, the dodgy bed spring boots, which, fair <laughs> enough, he's very ingenious. No, he, he's a, a good character in this. Yeah. 
So, uh, Billy has a new shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, actually, he's quite proud of So, this shows his sacrifice even more. Yeah, it ruins quite quickly. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Steve Powers is trying to get revenge on Clark. He messes up his experiment to make it really smelly. Oh, damn Steve Powers. Yeah. And Billy takes the hit instead. Takes the hit. Smells like, you know, uh, something really, really bad. Something really bad. <laughs> I was just conscious of our uh, rating here, kind of didn't want to go too far with it. Uh, but yeah, so um, Clark is obviously very appreciative of it. Uh, and as a, as a little flourish, who is it? Is it Clark or Billy who comes up with this idea? Uh, oh, it's Billy. It's Billy, isn't it? Um, he actually sends his stinky shirt to to Steve Powers, yeah. and I love I love the bit earlier as well where Clark overhears that Steve did it, and he blows the fumes into the elevator yeah. where they yeah. are, yeah, and they're all stuck with it. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, very good, very good. Uh, and then uh, so what? So what else? Oh, there he goes. Um, just trying to remember. He goes again. Another um, display of his superpowers, but again for. You know, like domestic domestic reasons. reasons. <laughs> oh, he dives yeah. into the street. He finds a a burst water main, uh, and he tries to he nothing, tries to evaporate. Uh, right? Yeah. Nothing super spectacular. No. You know, he's just doing doing stuff, and everyone's kind of looking at him and going, "Oh yeah, Superboy." Mm. Yeah. He goes. Billy falls more in love. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't know he's Clark, so. Just... Then we come to Laurie Lamaris. Now, I am assuming yeah. you are not familiar with her. I'm not, but when I read this whole art, Connor, in retrospect, I remember you telling me something about this The mermaid. Quote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not bec- familiar with her, sorry, no. Because this, uh, this is kind of retold, but it's retold actually really accurately. They don't really contradict anything. Uh, I believe it is Superman 139. Okay. Which, uh, let me just check that's the right issue. I don't want that one. Here we go. Uh, uh, Superman 129. Right. Ooh, yeah, the close. second story in that issue is where he meets Laurie Lamaris and it tells of their romance while Clark is in uh, Metropolis University and the whole issue is about that. Mm-hmm. So this miniseries kind of retells some of that um, but it's more of a subplot in this as opposed to a yeah. main plot. Um, well, she ends up being quite useful um, towards the end. Yes. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know if they needed to include it in here. Mm. For me, because it, uh, for me, it felt a bit, I don't know how you felt. For me, it was just a bit jarring because they're inserting another comic book issue into these two issues because okay. I read, like, um, I just didn't, it didn't feel completely necessary to the story for me. I guess it was a catalyst for Clark being cranky at um, Billy, but... Well, I mean, I was unaware that she has uh, played a part in, in history or she was some sort of um, prior character in Superman comics. And I, I just thought the payoff for her later on was her being as the, as the mermaid... And they, what were they doing? They were fixing something, or they were repairing yeah. something. I thought that was that was her purpose in this. Uh, it was a little tenuous, I guess. Her her role in the whole scheme of the the miniseries, yeah. but yeah, in, in yeah. Um, um, they actually reference her in that Death of Superman movie as well. 
Oh. Uh, they're having the Kents are having. Remember when they're having dinner with uh, Lois and Clark, yeah. and they're talking about his ex-girlfriends, and Pa Kent says. Oh. And then there was Laurie. She was quite the catch. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, she's you know she has a place in the Superman mythos though. Definitely, mm. uh, she was in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. Uh, so John she, Byrne retold she, their love story in his she, run. She like a superhero or. No. Okay. She's a member of Atlantis. Okay. Um, yeah. So how did how did you feel actually? How do you feel about Laurie Lamaris as a whole? How do you feel about like Superman having this romance with a mermaid and I university? just kept on I just kept on laughing at the fact because I think <laughs> I remember you told me like one of the absurd things. I think you're telling me a whole lot of things about Superman. I oh, went out with a mermaid or you had a relationship with a mermaid. So when that happened, when it was revealed. I just just had a bit of a chuckle, really. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how... So it didn't break your immersion at all or anything? It didn't, sorry. It didn't break my... It, it wasn't, like, too fantastical for you or no, anything? No, it was just... no, no, not at all. No. It was... Um... Man, that was good. It was okay. It, was... it works for me. I feel like if anyone can have a fling with a mermaid in college, it would be Superman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, mermaids... I mean, the Superman. He's from outer space, so he's a Superman's a mythical figure. Why can't he yeah. date a mythical creature? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. You know? And she's um, very well drawn here. I'm looking at the four panels. Um, just after Clark catches her, very well drawn by Kurt Swan. Very, uh, yeah. yeah. She's meant to be very stunning, and, and it, it shows. And you got to love the two L's: Laurie Lamaris, Lex Luthor, Lois Lane, yeah, Lana Lang. Lana Lang. I know what is going yeah. on there. I don't know, but I like it. I hope it keeps going. I want it to get super Gosh. ridiculous. <laughs> Gosh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, but, yeah, uh, so he, he meets yeah. her. Um, just having a look here, because we go into another dream sequence. Um, and it starts with, with Clark waking up. I do like these, how kind of weird they are. Yeah. Like he's like this, in this dream sequence, he's trying to save uh, Ducky. Who lost his legs in that car crash? And Ducky's like sticking out of the pavement. Yeah, well, <laughs> like he's uh, below it. Yeah, it works really well because everything is so rooted in like reality. You know, it's all about well, apart from Laurie later on, but yeah, <laughs> it's all just about you know living and 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 friendships and uh, you know college life. So yeah, it is. Um, it does stand out when you do see the likes of Ducky, you know, sinking yeah. in the pavement. Um, and then further on, he's kind of being pulled down by Clark's uh, Kryptonian parents. And they're saying, screw you, Clark. Yeah. You couldn't save us from Krypton Explosion. Yeah, here's the line. You couldn't save Jonathan and Martha Kent from the tropical plague. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah, I, I, had, I didn't... I didn't. I, I thought they were just talking gobbledygook from the, the dream or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, but anyway, he gets woken up by his uh, admirer Billy, Billy. <laughs> just, and uh, yeah, well, so Billy's taking care of him very well. Um, eh, yeah, that's what friends are for. Hmm. Yeah, friends. Well, I mean, at, at this point, Billy wants to be his friend, and yeah. Clark's kind of just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, I think he's, he's not really like, paying him much mind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, so there's more contradicting, you know, uh, from, you know, Billy's lettering his parents that him and Clark went on a double date last night mm-hmm. when Clark kind of brushed them off. 
Yeah. And yeah, and he kind of uh, kind of bumps into them. Um, nice, uh, nice artwork there from for Laurie again. I think Kurt's yeah. one really really does well. I mean, I feel like uh, you know Clark wasn't focused on his date. He would hang out with Billy, but he's just a bit. Well, he's enamored, yeah. isn't he? By this. Yeah, and he's he's got to take her home before curfew. Exactly. Uh, and she keeps dropping references to oceanic related things. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although in this case, Clark thinks about the Bermuda Triangle, which uh, this I really like this sequence. I love the artwork here, mm-hmm. where he's at the triangle at night and he's flying around for hours. Yep. And then he just goes, "Where are you?" <laughs> you can't find. Yeah, exactly. He he he's, can't like solve. he's just stumped. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and it's cool because it's it's just kind of. Yeah, I, I love a big mystery, you know. What what does fall over here though is that later on we see how he discovers, like the secret behind the Bermuda Triangle. And it's and kind it's, of like, why didn't you do that before? No, no. Well, because he says he's flying low to it, right? Whereas previously, whereas here it looks like he is flying low. No, I think he he flows like the direct route that the planes were taking. Right. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was more to find out where they disappeared. Okay, right. Yeah. According to the, the two search, yeah, okay, um, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. So we get, you know, the, there's another senior department. They're looking for one of the roommates' rings, and Billy finds it. Yeah, uh, it fell through the lining on inside the jacket, and that's where Clark gets the idea to go back to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. So you know what? I was, I thought this was building up to Billy having planted it in the in the code me too but he didn't he didn't yeah so it was funny because i was really it looked like he was like faking that he found it seems like it was going that way to befriend hammond but uh it's not the case yeah but it does give class yeah yeah it gives clark the uh the idea uh so he comes across this wacky steve dick um portal in the middle of uh the air and he flies through it yeah goes on this crazy interdimensional (laughs) bouncy ride he comes out and he says there's a lot of familiar fauna Mm -hmm. but he's like never come across this and he's covered pretty much every part of earth oh yeah the uh, familiar flora you mean you say or did yeah but but where's the fauna oh sorry yeah Yeah, my bad um then he finds a camp yes and uh basically I don't think they're hippies. Again, long hair, bearded, burbling. What's but this isn't on? this isn't a negative message they're putting across, though. No, 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 not at all. No, no. So the whole thing is these survivors are there and they... They enjoy so, it. Yeah, because they found a paradise. They don't have to worry mm. about, as they say, atomic war or a crime, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. pollution. They're in this sort of Eden, as it were, and they yeah. want to stay there. So... You know, Superman's like, okay, I won't, you know, force you back. Yeah. And he just kind of leaves again. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I sold the Bermuda Triangle mystery, but I can't let anyone know. Yeah. And it's ironic. And I was just kind of thinking, it kind of bugged me. Like, shouldn't, I don't know, shouldn't he do something so people don't fly into it? Because what if they don't want to be stuck there? That is very true. That um, is very true. We can't assume that everyone would love ending up in that paradise yeah maybe some people yeah it's well i just keep like on thinking star trek as well but yeah I, go into that. I keep on thinking more of the the logistics of people they're starting a society themselves i mean really 
it is a very difficult thing to do. We're talking about they're going to have to be like survivor mode for a, a big well, time. Well, they've, I get what you mean, but they have been, some of them have been there for decades, it looks like. So. Yeah. Makes you wonder how. But. Cannibalism, well, who knows? I don't think, I don't think that's really important <laughs> to the story. Um. No, no, it isn't. The whole, actually, what is, what do you reckon, what is the idea behind this? Like, it, it's such an odd thing. Like, was there some sort of hidden message or commentary we're meant to pick up that, that the Bermuda Triangle has this place where, is it a comment on, on you know, on our society being war-torn and, and, and difficult and a lot of people wish to, you know, to be somewhere else? Uh, I mean, I... I mean, I don't know if it, I, I don't think I'd go far to say it's commentary or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, people have just found, like, a little slice of paradise. Yeah, it's just and a bit odd. say that. Because I, I don't I know it's... how it ties into the rest of the story or anything like that. Well, I, I think it's more supposed to tie into, because um, we don't, uh, spoilers, Clark goes back there later mm. to try and escape. Yeah. Because he, he does mention that he would like to stay there, but he has responsibilities. Oh, okay, yeah. I may have oh. forgotten about that, but all right, sure. Okay, so I'm just wondering what what the purpose is of it. That's all. And like the the whole thing is like leaving, like they leave their past behind and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so that, there we go. That, obviously, that's a big thing in this so, story with Clark. So there are parallels there between Clark's own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Now, well, that makes sense then. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then he uh, reveals his identity to Billy because he figures, you know. Uh, he keeps getting stuck up in the past and wishing he could talk to his parents and stuff. Mm. And, you know, now he has this new friend and he's like, well, you know, I'm going to tell him and maybe get some support yeah. from him. You know, well, they would have unburdened myself a bit. Yeah, true. Okay, I, I understand there's a lot of things culminating in Clark um, choosing to reveal this to Billy. Yeah, true, fair enough. It could be all those all those points that you say. But I thought, you know, geez, Billy just saved him from like a, a prank and Clark's kind of willing then to reciprocate with quite a big secret. Quite a big Well he knows he knows interest. that Billy like tries to be good to him a lot. Mm. You know, like he's I guess he is aware that Billy wants to be his friend yes. and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's not it's not like he's just saved him from that prank. I know. I just I'm very suspicious of Billy, but I was proven wrong later in the story. Yeah, you know, proven wrong. But he's just a very suspicious character, Connor. I mean, yeah, he is set up a bit suspiciously. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I do like this sort of uh, this, you know, dear mum and dad. Nothing much happened today to write about, mm. uh, except that Clark introduced me to an old friend of his. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just a really minor understatement. Yeah. Um, so even then, that, that... even then, he seems to be quite secretive. I took that. I took that the opposite way. I took that as like he treats this secret seriously because he's usually mm. he's always blabbering on and he's always telling his parents about all these awesome things him and Clark are doing. Okay. And then he gets introduced that Clark is Superboy and he just he respects that secret and he's like, oh, I just met an old okay. friend of Clark, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of going, oh, well, we did all these awesome things. Oh, um, look, I wouldn't expect him to say, look, you know, Clark revealed himself to me as Superboy to his parents. No, no, for sure. Um, so yeah, there would be a level of respect for the the secret there. But uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Shall we go into issue three? Issue three, another bumper title uh, cover page here. <laughs> I like the idea behind it. <laughs> uh, yes. So I'll read this synopsis real quick. Uh, so Terminus, 
Pete Ross comes to Metropolis University for a visit. Clark Kent learns Laurie Ramirez is a mermaid just before she returns to Atlantis and learns that she knows he is Superboy. And Superboy, taking care of an emergency elsewhere, is unable to save his roommate Billy Kramer from dying in a building fire. Mm, big turn. Uh, yeah, quite the turn, which Ray spoiled for me. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it would have been quite a shock. Yes, I agree. Um, it was quite a shock. Yeah, it was um what am i trying to say uh, very similar to the shazam one that we um the first thunder with hmm. billy batson's friend that kind of tone for me yeah uh, it's quite it's quite big but anyway um yeah so this one uh kind of the, the cover here please take us through it what what is happening Okay, well, luckily, the cover's simple. Superman is stopping a train from hitting a little girl mm -hmm. who's stuck in the train tracks. Yes. Um, now, remind me, was this in the issue at all? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another flourish from our... Well, I think it's Mr. just Miller. supposed to be showing, like, modern contemporary Superman doing what he does. Well, actually, you're probably right, because as you said, he doesn't look like... Like, albeit drawn by a different artist, he does look older, doesn't he? Like, I think it's just showing pictures of Superman and saying the secret years. Like, it's not really... But it's very confusing, then, because the issue one had him with the jet fighters, and there were jet fighters in the first few pages of that. They're, that's not... That wasn't really related, though. Yeah. I think that was just coincidence. Oh, big coincidence. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what did you think of this this cover? If anything, Con, I'd like to say that this cover is probably... If I had to pick, if you put a gun to my head... And said, <laughs> pick one. I'd probably have to say this one. Only because I, li I like the detailing of the train. Oh. In Superman, the, 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 the pose. I think that's cool. I'll actually probably agree with you. I'm leaning towards this one too. Mm. Yeah. Um, it almost seems like it's 90s. Almost. Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. with the train itself. Yeah. Not quiet, but maybe if the colouring was edgier. Um, well, there's finally but... a bit of, like, you know... A bit, a bit more inking involved here. We're getting some dark shadows and shades and tones, and with the train, you can actually see, yeah, some shading of the grey. It's actually yeah. starting to have some some depth to it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but moving on. Mm -hmm. So, now we we start off in Clark's writing into his diary, kind of about how things have gone wrong. Yes, he gets a bit frustrated. Yeah. You know, you start off with Clark leaving Metropolis, and he gives, um, he gives blah 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 Billy, Billy. a whistle to blow uh, that only Superman can hear because it's super high pitch. And super, mm. If there's an emergency, Superman will come right to him, which is obviously a lot like Jimmy Olsen's signal watch, which he activates when there's an emergency and Superman comes. How does that work? What's a signal watch? Is that like a, so he, a sound thing as well? Yeah, he okay. turns it so it's it's pretty much the same as this whistle oh, here, okay. Okay. like the exact same. So okay. I think it's a pretty deliberate parallel, right? Um, but uh, and he even says Superboy's best friend, and Jimmy Olsen is Superman's best friend. You know, so mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize yeah. Jimmy was okay. Yeah, that's the whole tagline: is Jimmy Olsen Superman's best friend? Oh, okay, um, right. Uh, and we see uh, Billy does assist. This was what I was uh, mentioning before Superman with. Yeah, he uh, used he's 
Billy's like a really good friend. Um, he turns out to be a really stand-up guy, and I'm sure Ray feels ashamed for thinking <laughs> he's a weird creep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he's so actually he he instigates like. Uh, Superman says himself um, there's incidences which he probably wouldn't have picked up himself like Billy rushes to the scene we see of a, a car crash a guy hanging off well I'm assuming he's there somewhere hanging off the scaffolding um, oh so the thing Superman dealing with car crashes stopping muggings and yep. saving falling people they're very familiar things yes um, I love you know, it the, yeah. uh, part of the day you know but yes. uh, this fourth thing yeah, that's funny, isn't it? I really loved it. Well, it's just so, it's just different. It um, is. It is. I, like, I yeah, I thought exactly the same thing as well. That this one stood out. I'm going, mm, this is a novel idea. Whoever uh, Rosakis or whatever he was thinking, he must have thought, okay, what what scenarios can I do? And yeah, very strange one. And it's it's it yeah, because the the thing is, there's um, an ambulance is trying to go through a street but it's like completely snow covered in snow and like can't mm-hmm. get through so superman's using his heat vision just to yeah. melt the snow in front of the <laughs> thing so it can drive the ambulance can drive and get to its destination yes. and he's like flying over and kind of guiding it and i i really liked that um it's something different yeah it definitely is of course you can wonder why why didn't he just take the ambulance to the person and yeah the, exactly maybe he Rush doesn't them. know you know true um it was just, it was, it's a cool visual. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah. So, and, and Billy's face in the middle, he, he's part and parcel to all of it, party to all of it. Um, yeah. Now so. we get Pete Ross. <laughs> yeah, so Pete makes an appearance and he's, he's where Who he, was his best friend in Smallville. Yep. Um, this, this is where the green monster comes into play. Both a bit jealous of each other, I think. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny to see he's like, and they're both blonde as well, so it's kind of funny. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm saying, but it's, uh, it made for a weird love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and that, the, so they go to this basketball match together, and yep. you know, the part I really love is, like, they both because Clark hears something off in the distance, and he's yep. like, oh, I've got to you know, change into Superboy and go save the day. And they both know that, like, they see the expression on his face and they both know, oh, he's got to change into Superboy. Yeah. So at the same time, they both want to give him an excuse to go change without giving away his secrets. So (laughs) Billy spills his drink on him and Pete Ross spills his ice cream on him both at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) The look on Clark's face is like... (laughs) Yeah. He's like, what's going on? Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Um, I didn't know Pete... Pete knew. Pete knows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Was that in all seasons? Did he? No. So post-crisis, Pete doesn't know. Okay. Pre-crisis, Pete was like, Clark's, Pete's a lot closer to Clark in pre-crisis. Right. Um, he knows he's Superboy and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Pete Ross is in Smallville as well, played by Freddie Jones Jr., who oh. got arrested for drug-related things. Um, the, the husband <laughs> of Sarah Michelle Gellar? No, I don't think so. Oh, wait, well, that's wait, Freddie no, Prince. Um, Sorry, oh, I don't. Uh, let me let me see. Pete Ross, Smallville. Because um, bugging me now, I don't want to get the actor's name wrong. Um, he might be listening. Sam Jones three. Ah. Sorry, got the, completely. Sam Jones up. the third. Um, yeah, he got. I'm pretty sure he's in jail right now. Um, oh, well, maybe not listening. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, 
yes, uh, Superman goes off and saves the fireworks factory, and in the process creates fireworks. Oh, that's quite spectacular. <laughs> it is. A, it's kind of fun. It's a fun um, dilemma, like a fun thing. I'm sure yeah. uh, thousands or millions of dollars worth of damage, but it pays off with a, a nice spectacular a spectacle, doesn't it? Well, we're in an age yeah. right now where you know we're reading in a comic and it doesn't have to explain all that property damage. You know, you can mm. just save a oh, fireworks factory. Yeah, it's enough. nice that n- everything isn't super overexamined. Yes. Um. But uh, sorry, I'm just looking up this guy. I want to see if he's still. Yeah, in no worries. Okay, so as as Connor has a quick look. Uh, oh, he's get... out. Okay. Oh, okay. So he might be listening. So anyway. Uh, so we get a bit of a snippet here of, of Clark's um, devotion towards Laurie. And he actually does. He goes one step further. He proposes down on one knee. Yeah, he's really falling for her. I um, mean, this is... He must really like seafood. I don't know. Yeah, and this whole thing, it just feels out of place to me. Well, not out of place, but like the, the there, there was it like does. a whole issue focusing on their bromance, you yeah. know? It does feel a and little out the, of place. In and it's hindsight. like they kind of chopped that up. Yeah. And sprinkled it throughout these and it's like well it works as a story on its own yeah not as a subplot yeah um because it's it's a you know if clark's proposing to someone that's a pretty big thing that's not really a that's... subplot um <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah um there's a bit of a funny bit of dialogue here that i'd just like to call out maybe a thing of the times did you pick up on it as well uh it, it goes, depends what. uh because of your uh, like you know i can't love you back we can never be married because of your legs, that doesn't matter to me. And then he goes, um, I'll search your universe and we'll find a cure to enable you to walk again. Now, surely <laughs> he would love her regardless, like, you know, of if she can walk again or not. Um, but anyway, that's what I thought. Did I you, think, um, did you pick that uh, up? Like, it, no, it, it, no. It's like he's still trying like to fix the... her. Like, he's trying to, like, he's saying, I, I do love you, but, you know, I can find something to fix you. It's not well, I think he's more saying that because, like, he doesn't want her to think that mm. that's the reason. Well, you know, he he's trying to re- He should just left it. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. Well, maybe, maybe he thinks she wants to walk or something. Mm, true. You know. True. Um, and like he thinks that'll make her feel better. Yeah. If he offers to, because like I really don't think that yeah Superman would be that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was more more for the writer's point of view. I thought maybe that was a bit of a. I don't know. Anyway. Well, that, that dialogue's probably from, like, the story in the 60s. Or is it 50s? It might right. even be 50s. So, obviously, like, One very young. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, is this the last appearance of Steve Powers? Um, oh, gosh. Operation Powers. Whitewash. <laughs> Whitewash. Steve Powers. What a bumbling fool. He, yeah, I thought he was so a jock and a, a, you know, a stud. He tries to get revenge on Clark again. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Doesn't Superman... Matter goes back to Laurie, figures out she's a mermaid. Yep. Um, and he's pretty depressed because he can't be with her. Yep. So Billy, he had a prior arrangement with Billy. And Clark's like, oh, I'll have to cancel. And Billy's like, no, you're not canceling. You know, I'll both all get stuck with Dave again. <laughs> and Clark uh, bites his ear off, snaps at him. Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a bit narky, isn't he? A yeah, he, this was unjustified because, yeah. like, they did have plans together. And Clark's just, like, bailing on him at the last minute. Yeah. And then he's getting shitty with him, and it's like, well, come on, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah but, you know, Clark is suffering from a broken heart, so... That's true. That could really change a lot of, uh, well, anyone. Yeah. 
Mm. And when he's, especially when he's like, you know, 21 years old. Yeah, oh, at the height, height of his emotional roller coaster. Yeah, so he's about to go back to Laurie, and then he hears the whistle, mm-hmm. and unfortunately Billy has used it just to talk to him. Yeah, so this is... And um, that really ticks Superman off. This is like the boy who cried wolf, this, this you know, later on. Anyway. Well, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, like he, he, he uses it wrong, and then he tries to use it again, and Clark ignores him. No, he doesn't ignore him. He knows that. Oh, he's he can't. He's right. He's got. He's got thousands of. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> sure. But uh, I think this is to show that, like, they had a big fight and they never really got to patch things up. Yeah. Um. Well, not really a fight. Clark just told him off, and Billy felt bad. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he goes back to Laurie. They save a ship. Teamwork from Mermaid and Superboy. Yeah. This is what I thought. I thought this was the whole idea. But, but yeah, I mean, it makes more sense now as you're saying that this was part of a, a retelling of what was what was done before. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the, the magical romance ends between Clark and the mermaid. And, uh, you know, for now. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, now everyone's trying to get Clark to do stuff and yeah. Clark's like, you know, piss off <laughs> he's yeah. kind of sitting there like oh he's um, a young fella isn't he oh look he can't blame him of course no i not mean not yeah so unfortunately there's a huge tsunami heading towards this tiny island where thousands of people live true so this looks like a job for superboy yes goes out um and i do like how he does try and look so he's it is a huge tsunami mm. Like, look at the size of that monster <laughs> yeah. roaring up on that island. Yeah. So he tries to solve this. There's an awesome use of power here. Yeah, so he he tries to blow it away. Yeah. Uh, doesn't work. So he vaporizes it with his oh, heat vision. Right. yeah. But, but then he's like, oh, wait, that, was, that's, that hot vapor's going to scald everyone, yeah, yeah, so I yeah. need to clean that up too. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he goes for plan B, which is cool. And it gets a bit ridiculous because he just... It is cool. He just he cuts the island yes. at the bottom of the TV show and he just lifts the island up. Uh, obviously, it doesn't make sense physically. No, no, it doesn't. But you know, you can... but uh, they have tried to explain that with, uh, especially in modern times, like Superman projects an aura around what he's carrying so it doesn't mm. fall apart. Um, yeah, which also doesn't make sense. But it's also a comic book and there's a man flying, so yeah, it doesn't exactly. make that, as long I... as they try and explain it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't think they even need to explain it. It's it's a comic book, and you know, well, I think they, they do a bit because they do. Like, the, yeah, it was clever because he evaporates a tsunami, but then it creates this huge oh, no, cloud of bit, hot smoke. Yeah, um, no, that bit's good. I mean, like the whole thing about him having an aura and stuff. Like, yeah, so don't think too much about it. Just he he can lift it. And that's about it. It is cool to see like yeah. scientifically accurate rescues, though. That Superman does. Like, Superman Returns did that great. Like, that was one of the good things about that movie was the rescue sequences. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. the plane sequence, they, like, just, they got all the physics right. Oh, yeah. And he was having a lot of trouble rescuing that plane because he's trying to hold onto the wings and they just break off. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are you know, instances where it does, it is satisfying. But there are instances where you just got to suspend your disbelief. Scale. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Yeah. Do you believe a man can fly? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh... He hears the whistle, mm-hmm. 
he's like, I hope it doesn't joke. And he uses his telescopic vision and he knows that Billy's in genuine trouble. Yeah. But he has to save the island first. Yes. And unfortunately, he gets back too late. Too uh, late. Is Billy this... is. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't make it. Is this the first burning building that defeats Superman? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Billy dies, and mm. the worst thing is, I guess, there was no last words or anything. Because mm. some of Billy's last thoughts are like, I know you're cranky at me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he kept on talking about a guardian angel. People were, you know. Yeah, because the whole thing was Billy ran in to rescue this woman's baby, who yeah. turned out was already safe. And they're yeah. like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, don't worry, I have a guardian angel. And he's holding up the whistle. And he's blowing this thing that just doesn't make any sound. <laughs> I've, got, yeah. I've got a guardian angel coming. <laughs> uh, a bit strange. But anyway. So this really messes uh, Clark up. It does. He goes to his grave and he, he pretty much just gives up. He's like, you know, mm. I can't pre- he can protect people, but he just can't protect people I care about because he's lost a few people at this point. He has and he's just like, it's all to do with loss, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's not good. And he's like, you know, it's just not worth it. Mm. Um, and he just kind of leaves. He's sick of all the death and stuff. Yeah, he's got um, a big burden, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. And you know, I like that this is dealing with that can't save everyone sort of thing. And we will get to that in the next issue as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, issue. Four. Yes. So, I'll read the synopsis real quick. Beyond Terminus. While Superman is brooding over his failure to save his parents, his foster parents, and Billy Kramer, Lex Luthor threatens all life on Earth unless his old foe meets him in a showdown fight. After Superman triumphs and gains new confidence, he goes on to graduate magna cum laude from Metropolis University as Clark Kent lands a reporting job with the Daily Planet. So, we have this patriotic cover here he's flying with eagles uh, a, a giant bald eagle i should say oh god it's terrible <laughs> this is not, really this bad is probably the worst uh one not Definitely. i mean not the bald eagle i mean it looks like it was, what's wrong with his face <laughs> yeah it was very rushed he looks it like looks, a everything's yeah, prototype ter- robot or something yeah terribly done um so let's move on from that <laughs> yeah so superboy's left Everyone's wondering where he is, and uh, it looks like uh, George Taylor, who, fun fact, is the editor of the Daily Star in the Golden Age, um, who was currently Perry White's boss. Mm-hmm. And George Taylor's like, in two weeks I'm retiring. If you figure out why Superboy's gone, you'll get my job as editor of the Daily Planet. Yeah, so, so a, little, a nice little, um, uh, little, little small story here for Perry White. Yeah. Mm. And so, and like in this continuity, Perry is like friends with Superman. So mm-hmm. this sets that up a bit too, which is nice. Uh, and then we, we have Superboy uh, bru- uh, sort of, I don't know, grieving in his fortress. Yep. And he has all the, his statues up. Because he, he does that. He puts statues up of his friends and stuff. Um, yeah. I thought this was a dream, but um, he actually has No, statues. no, he does yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, quite vicious punch uh, to him himself. His statue, his mannequin. It's quite grisly. Yeah, he punches its head off. It's little bits, and you can see jaws and teeth, and it's uh, it's pretty grisly. And he's obviously attacking himself here. He's, yeah. Uh, 
Nice pretty ball. pretty rough on himself. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, and this is is very. Um, I guess it just shows how hard he is being on himself and, and how hard he's what, what thing he's going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Perry's gone to Henderson, and he's uh, Henderson tells him about the guardian angel on the whistle mm-hmm. and the fact that Superman broke down. Yes. When he heard about the Garden Angel, so Perry's kind of putting two and two together. Yeah. That he did know this guy quite well, <clears throat> who died. Yeah. And, uh, meanwhile, we have uh, Lex. Lex again. Lex the Mex. Uh, Smooth launching, cranium. Yeah. <laughs> launching satellites into space because he's always doing something nefarious, really. Always doing. He's always um, doing something, isn't he? He's only twenty-one, isn't he? Oh, he he's got a head start. <laughs> I love his red eyes in that last panel. Yeah, I, I like the uh, depiction of him in that middle panel. It's, it's a nice, nice clean scalp. Mm. Yeah, he's quite bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's launching satellites into space, and he's not telling anyone why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then we go into the Bermuda Triangle we, Paradise thing. A bit of a cameo ripped. from the BGS here. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and they they come across they think like there's a pl- a big plane crashed mm-hmm. and they're trying to find survivors and it turns out it's Superman and Superman's like hey guys I'm just here to have a alone time so if you could go away but yes. uh, be careful on the way back down the mountain <laughs> yeah he's yeah. like trashing this forest or something he is it seems like he's just been uh, doing one better than that mannequin and just smashing up stuff. Yeah, because um, they come across a bunch of broken trees, but you don't, and they hear sounds of crashing. So I guess that was mm, it. Yeah, he was just unleashing, venting. So Luther in classic Luther f- fashion. <laughs> uh, this is very Silver Age right here. Yeah, he broadcasts himself on every TV, and he's yeah. like, "People of Earth, attention! I'm gonna blow up the planet unless Superman fights me." <laughs> he's got. He's got to have a stage, doesn't he? He's got to have a. Podium. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's the whole point of his plan. Is he wants everyone to know. Yeah. Um, so he challenges Superboy, but the problem is, like, he's, you know, what, 38 hours or whatever, these satellites will blow up Earth, but the problem is no one knows where he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Perry finds the whistle. We come back to another dream sequence with uh, <laughs> Superboy. A, where his parents start fighting each other? Which very I thought strange. Was yeah. Amusing. With nails. Um, or what are they? Nails or um, knitting needles being thrown? Yeah, which turn into kryptonite and then... Yeah. Very, impale him and very weird it's strange and he's like uh, hey and so jonathan kent becomes a super being as well uh, he's like hey can you yeah but martha doesn't that's interesting yeah well she yeah, she um she does well against um she doesn't have a costume or anything like park uh, kent does I wonder if that's deliberate what's um yeah. what's her the superman's mum's name uh not martha the other one lara lara yeah. she makes short work of lara yeah, she does. yeah, it was pretty cool. Nice and move, Martha. So Superman has this Kryptonite and it's like it's like, hey, can you guys save me? You're my son, and they're yeah. like, screw you, son. <laughs> but Billy comes in and saves him, and with his with his whistle, <laughs> he's like, why are you blaming him? Yeah. You know, I have the most right to be angry because he could have saved me, but he saved a thousand other people instead. Yeah. But he says it's in that moment that. He had to choose a greater good, and that mm. he became a man as opposed to a boy. Yes. 
which is, you know, uh, I guess the transition really from Superboy to Superman, I suppose, was him mm-hmm. uh, choosing to save uh, a bunch of people he didn't know as opposed to the one person he knew and was close with. And, uh, yeah. you know, greater good responsibility, something Superman the movie failed to accomplish because the same yeah. thing happened, yeah. but he just went back in time and saved her anyway went and didn't deal with it properly mm. as opposed to this where he has to learn how to well, actually, deal with true. Uh, letting someone close die to save thousands of other people. That's right. he, he, arguably, um, he grows more here than in the movie. Oh, he does. Mm. He absolutely does. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at Superman 2. He's, like, mentally stunted. <laughs> <laughs> Like he is, he is. He gives up his power. Like it's just the yeah. whole thing is like. Mm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like this is yeah. This is literally just uh, better. Yeah, mm. I'm sorry. It's just. Uh, uh, anyway, the point is, uh, yeah. There's a lesson to be learned, and you have to make hard decisions and stuff. And yeah. Clark has to deal with not being able to save everyone. And he has to deal with, you know, choosing the greater good as opposed to his own needs and the people he cares about. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, a very important aspect of Superman, which uh, some people ignore. You know, that he knows that sometimes he might not be able to save the people closest to him and he doesn't, you know, freak out about it. But Yeah, that, that is a very important point. Like he, he has to choose. There's choice because, yeah, I mean... Really, if he doesn't have those choices, then he can, he's pretty much he can just do anything, and there's no tension or no drama to anything he does. If he yeah. can, if he can address everything, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he can just go back in time and save people, <laughs> yeah. What's the point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just do it again. What lessons are there to be learned? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, you couldn't save Park Kent. I thought that was teaching a good lesson. Oh wait. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Why don't you go back and save Par as well? Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's it. The fundamental thing, isn't it? Like, you look at Spider-Man, obviously. Uncle Ben. These are huge terms. The Punisher. They learn from them. They they learn from and they become the people they are because of how they act afterwards. What they do afterwards. And it it, it happens with a lot of the the heroes you can think of. So, um, Daredevil even, you know. A very heroic heroic act that actually debilitates him, but happens to give him and really good powers. It's such <laughs> yeah. an inherent flaw in Christopher Reeve's Superman for me. It's such a big flaw that I mm. can't get past. Well, I mean, now you point it out, it is it yeah. is quite a and this whole thing about I mean, and time travel is always a bit weird though. Yeah, because you can all you know there are so many ways you can go around it, and so with how they depicted it there, yeah, you can easily just fix your problems just like that. And in, in the Superman the Movie Review podcast, we did point out that there's other factors we have to consider, like, mm. A, it's just a movie. B, uh, you know, they wanted to have a spectacular show of power at the end, mm. and he has to save the girl. Yep. So why don't we make a shocking moment where Lois Lane dies and he saves her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so there's because, also those other things to consider. But Because, like, what if... Look, I'm just thinking, Connor, here, just a slight tangent. What if, in that instance where... Superman, Christopher Reeve, you know, reverses the, the um, you know, rotation of the Earth, saves Lois. What if, prior to that, like a serial killer just got captured? He reverses it, um, so he's not captured. 
and then he goes scot free, makes more killings. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it oh, could no, actually be detrimental so to many holes. Yeah, I mean he could be doing a lot more um, damage by doing that. That that's the point I'm making. You know, there yeah. could be a lot of things that he reverses that should have been done. Anyway, so. I guess, as you pointed out in that podcast as well, they weren't as focused on the story with that sequence as they should be, mm. too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, Perry's blowing the whistle, which kind of wakes Clark up from the dream because Billy's blowing the whistle in the dream, which yep. is obviously Perry in real life doing it. and actually reaches him through the Bermuda Triangle, mm. which he comments on. So he speeds to Metropolis. Oh, yeah, sorry. So he was, he was asleep in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell him the score, Luther's going to blow up the planet, <laughs> yep. blah, blah, blah. And, you do. and I love how he goes up to the satellite and Lex Luthor appears on a monitor. <laughs> Just the absolute ego of this uh, guy. Absolutely like... great. <laughs> I love, though, also, I've never done this, um, heard this, Superman tracks it through, I don't know, the signals that's being shot up to the satellite. satellite. Superman is Didn't actually... Do, I'm pretty sure he did the exact same thing in... Um, remember when Lex blew up his own planet? Right, so he followed... This. Did he do I, the exact same thing at the start of that? I can't remember, but it's a pretty impressive skill to have. Yeah, like totally. How he can tune into whatever frequency or wavelengths that are being emitted. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so he crashed through the wall. These are yep. two really great panels. Look at the face on Lex as he's pushing that button. Yeah, I like the crash. I like oh. him crashing through. That's a Yeah, good it's great. Yeah. It's classic. There are a couple of good panels coming up. We'll get, we'll get to it. Yeah, he lifts up. He lifts up Luther. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> yeah, but this is the big reveal. This is cool. Uh, Luther gets superpowers himself. Yeah, through the satellites. Um, it doesn't really explain how, but you don't really need to. You I don't suppose. need to know. Luther's a genius. And He's a he genius. What he wants. Man, he can do this. Well, in the burn run, what he can he can actually shunt Superman's powers. This guy is formidable. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's a reason he's Superman's mm, greatest mm, enemy. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm so hang on. What? Let me just have a look. What are they? Um, they're scanning each other for to see if they're real. So, like, to oh, make yeah, sure yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a Superman. No, not a client. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, he's returning the favor. Yeah. Yes. Because they've both done that to each other before. So yeah, right. Superman's um, done that as well. Is he? Okay. Yeah. And this is a great fight. This is a very silver age fight as well. It's uh, it's yeah. goofy and it's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, like, yeah, Lex sorry. launching. Headbutt. Into yes, Superman. that's one of my favourite ones. Why not just headbutt him in the in the uh, abdomen? And uh, the second one is that awesome double fisted friggin' he slam down. Punched him on his head. He's like he's like a nail. You know? Yeah, he's uh, like driving him into the ground. He's driving him into the ground. It's he's like I'm kind of glad you have powers. Now. I always wanted to knock some sense into the head. <laughs> I posted that on the page actually when I read it. Uh, I yeah. put it on the page. I thought it was that funny. It is um, hilarious. Yeah, um, but anyway, so this is actually a very smart thing. What Superman does, he mm. he lead, well, he maybe coerces right Lex Luthor to to go down towards the the Galanite. He's essentially he's using Lex as like a nail, and he's smashing yeah. him on the head. So yeah. he's forcing Lex to go underground, and Lex thinks he's being clever by escaping, but yes. Lex doesn't have super sense. No. Yes, he doesn't, and that's that is his undoing. That's the only difference, right, between he and well, his senses. I guess one of the things. Yeah, they mention that Lex doesn't have the senses; he just has mm. like the strength and vulnerability and the flight. So he um, doesn't know where he's heading towards, and no. he's heading towards the lead ore 
which cuts off his energy, as we know from Super. Lead is a uh, you know. Yeah. So he needs to be rescued. He's like, yeah. help. Yeah. And Superman says it's pretty ironic that he couldn't yes. save his closest friend or his parents, but he can save his deadliest foe. I thought that was a. I thought that was one of the few like the nice ironies. Um, yeah. In in here. Yeah, uh, but Lex actually still gets the better of him. Sort of. I mean, essentially, Superman plays possum. Yes. But Lex gets the upper hand. Superman plays possum, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lex is like, "I've did it. I killed Superboy." And, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's broadcast into the earth, and everyone's like, "Oops." Yeah. He destroys the satellites, and Superman comes in. And he's like, "Oh, you fell for the old stop my breathing and heartbeat trick." <laughs> <laughs> you know that old chestnut. And Lex is like, "All right, I give up. You won." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that makes short work of that. Um, but yeah, so Luther again, the troublemaker, he gets... Um, yeah, I love his face on that bottom left panel. It's, it's good, isn't so it? It's just so smug. It like, is, yeah. Again... It's, it's this game to him, mm. you know? Um, really good portraiture here from uh, Kurt Swan all throughout this series. Yeah. I guess it's he still hates him, but it's definitely before the absolute immense hatred that we experience when he mm. blew up his own planet. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's terrible. Yeah. And, uh, uh, then we get a, a, a weird scenario. I guess, oh, just one thing, this is an important moment because yeah. he declares himself Superman to Lex, oh, not okay. Superboy. Yes, that's true. Um, so he's uh, forever changed yeah. there. Um, Lex looks like yeah. he's enjoying the flight. Look at him. He's in, loving it. He's a bit manic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it makes front page news, Daily Planet. Superman defeats Luther. Yep, so that's yep. very well established now. And and in a little parallel story, Perry White. Editor-in-chief. Yep. Editor so we get a very, you know, very quick little origin of Perry White in this arc. Yeah, which how is we, nice. Yeah, how he gets to where he is. I'm glad it's not Lois Lane because that is done to death. But... Yeah, I'm glad as well. I mean, like, Perry needs a bit of... Bit of, bit of spotlight, bit of time to shine. Yeah. And then we get another a, a, another parallel here with the, the wheelchair. Um, and it's Ducky. Yeah. Ducky. And I thought that was a pretty nice moment. Yeah. I like how Ducky gets his um act together and, you mm-hmm. know, has a happy ending. Yep. Because, like, a lot of... A lot of uh, people had doom and gloom fates in this, but... Uh, so, there's, yeah, there's a little bit of... You know, you know, Laurie, he breaks up with Laurie, uh, Billy yeah. dies. It's good that, you know, Ducky turns his life around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, here's the, um, this is Tommy Lee. So, well, okay, again, I assumed, but it was... They flew in from Hong Kong. They flew in from Hong Kong. So, um, tell me about your great work in Vietnam. So, they, yeah, work in yep. Vietnam. Okay, maybe they are from Hong Kong then. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm assuming Lee, they're like, possibly... Oh, would you and your parents like to join us for dinner? And uh, uh, Clark's parents are dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah, a small sl- tears, silently um, weeping behind the glasses again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it decides to astrally project again yeah, back into in the time. Past again. Um, yeah, and he gets a, a, a poignant time here, just as uh, he's graduating from high school. Yeah. So there are some prophetic words here. Uh, you can direct your future, but you can't change your past, which kind of gives the, you know, gives a 
a little heads up to Superman that, you know, stop dwelling, yeah. stop dwelling. Well, uh, that's the whole thing yeah. with this character in this is that he's dwelling on the past and all mm. these awful things that have happened. Yeah, and then we get um, Superboy, Superman, sorry, um, doing a quick yes. change to uh, to attend his graduation yep. with his friends. Of course, there's Ducky. He's uh, he's kind of turned a corner as we as we yeah. mentioned. Uh, the little little joke here I thought was pretty cool about <laughs> about them eating, um, going out for dinner. Uh, I think Clark kind of assumes that it's Chinese. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 we're going to, we're going for Italian. So uh, Italian, yeah. <laughs> so a bit of bit of humour there, but um, yeah, that this is kind of just like I guess rounding out. The, uh, the the university aspect, the college aspect. Of this. Yeah, I mean, he's graduating, so. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, then we get Clark Kent going for his interview at the Daily Planet. Yeah. With an established now Perry White. Yeah, as editor and. Uh... He hasn't. Uh, he's not as stressed as he is like nowadays, right? Because he's he's still got. Um, what do you call them? Like the sides of his hair still, still coloured. Yeah, they're not they're not grey yet. Yeah. So, and he's still with his wife too. Oh, um, okay. In this continuity, they uh, they split up. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, and um, so, that yeah, that basically ends it. Like, yeah, that, he gets the job, and uh, I guess he's a fully Clark grown. Kent's calling him sir, and he's like, "Don't call me sir," because you know it's the "Don't call me chief." Ah uh, yes. Oh anything, okay. I guess. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, Clark is a fully grown, you know, f- fully developed now. I think he's put the past behind him and all that. Yeah, he looks a bit older too. Mm. Um, because there, there's you know he's uh there is a difference between the young adult Clark and the adult Clark. It's a bit of a subtle difference, just a couple of lines on his face, oh, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, so. very. Uh, now that you mention it, it is quite. Quite obvious. I don't know. He's got more yeah. of a um, chiseled jaw. I mean, it's it's it is obvious, but it also it doesn't stick out. Like no, it's no, just, no. Yeah, it's good. It's a natural transition. I think it's yes. done pretty well. Oh, te- testament to Kurt Swan, really. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. Um, so that concludes that is you. Yes. So and that is all four issues uh, completed. Hmm. What a. Yeah, interesting for issues. Yeah, they were interesting. Kind of, I mean, like, as we've met, the ups and downs. Um, yeah. You know, before we get into, I guess, the what what should we rate this out of? Um, uh, Bermuda Triangles. <laughs> okay, Bermuda Triangles. Just off the top of my head, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And who, uh, is it your go? I can't remember. Hmm. Can't Let's remember. See. Shazam was last time. I mean, I have no problem going first. Yeah. So we're going to do ratings and then post-discussion, are we? Or should we do post-discussion first? Okay, yeah. Post, okay, let's go post-discussion. post first makes more sense. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. This, I like, I'm a big fan of this era. Yeah. And the, the Kurt Swan art is certainly, you know, no, no slouch. <laughs> oh, for, for so, sure. Um like um you know as as we've talked about the there's like a bit of uh weird like uh 
classic silliness in there among with the other stuff. But I don't know. I, I ended up really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but I think for anyone who's a fan of like this Earth One Superman, I think this is a must read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it, it really does cover that gap in that Superman's history. Yes. Because you he always he, you know, you hear about how his parents are dead when he's an adult. But his parents are alive when he's Superboy and you never really, you know We don't really get that uh characterization until now, I suppose, of how he dealt with that stuff. Um I guess it, it fits a piece of the puzzle for, for all the um for the it super does. super, and super it, fans out there. And it fits it well mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not the best story of his formative years, mm-hmm. but it's still really good. And like yeah, I would because as I know some people uh, who are doing a big read through mm-hmm. to read up to Crisis on Infinite Earths, and part of that is obviously Golden and Silver Age Superman. So I say to you, make sure you include this as well, yeah. so you can get ready for that emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Superman he goes through some stuff um, but yeah no I I really like this I don't know okay so. okay I um yeah uh, uh, look to be honest it's look I don't hate it but it, let's say it's not one of my favourite ones that we've done so far um, it, I guess I, I was bamboozled by the as you mentioned, you mentioned at the top of it, uh, the show the, the mixing of this Silver Age and Bronze Age. Uh, you know, it's on pretty prominent for me on the front cover, like it's 1985 comic. So it immediately sets my expectations, like what a, a yeah. kind of comic it should be. And because we grant, have yeah. read uh, Superman comics from 1983. Yes. And, and granted, you know, there are different types of comics uh, yes. in any year or any decade you go. But in any case, uh, as you say, yeah, we did cover an 83 comic. Uh, I had that in. And it was this weird mix. And I keep on saying, like, the mixed bag of something of it. Um, trying to, I guess, emulate a Silver Age-ness to it. Uh, but at, at the same time, it, it's kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know. It has a lot of that that eighties yeah. sensibility to it. So it kind of just um, I don't know. I can see what uh, was it Rosakis is doing, mm. but I found it a little uneven in, in in its thing. The the shining light to this series obviously are the covers. Only joking, Connor. Uh, the, <laughs> well, uh, me for a second. Uh, is Kurt Swan, and yeah. he's a massive redeeming feature for me for this. Mm. Uh, the covers, yeah, not so much. I mean, like Can we you do. Imagine if Frank Miller was oh, doing the interiors for this. Well, <laughs> this would take a nosedive then. Seriously, yeah, uh, I just love it. the art is gorgeous, and it's to me. And as you say, it is Kurt Swan. It is Superman. Like you know, it, yeah. it's, it's a typical Superman comic. But I don't know. Again, things coming up: Archie, college drama. Um, it things are fleshed out as we discussed it, talking about how he is. Um, clinging onto his past, so I like that. There is that common thread through it, but when I did the first read through, uh, I just got a bit of a jumble of everything. Like even mm. the the Laurie Lamaris, the the mermaid. Yeah. You know that was in there. She's a mermaid. You know that's that was a bit out of left field. But you're you're telling me that that's part of a uh, the history, like of yeah. Superman. And so. and that's the thing; it's its own story as well. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. Superman meets falls in love with a mermaid totally works as its own story when you make yes. it a subplot, as I mentioned before. It's yeah. a it, bit uh It's like what's jumbled. going on? Yeah, it's like what's going on here? And and it kind of tied in, I thought, because of the Bermuda Triangle. You have the Bermuda Triangle aspects. I don't know, there was a bit all over the place, that's all for me. Yeah. I suppose people reading this back when it came out, they probably all knew who Laurie Lamaris was. Mm. Yeah. Um, because yeah, and that's the thing. Bronze Age it can get really goofy sometimes, but there's yeah. there's there is still there's like there's just I don't know a subtle difference. Even when Bronze Age is really goofy, it still feels like mm. Bronze Age. Yeah, and this had the sort of like we're not talking about about bombs because Ray and I have both read um, some st- uh, yeah Ray Ray yeah some staple Silver Age yes and yeah. Bronze Age stories oh, absolutely um, yeah. And like uh, Brainiac and his his monkey, <laughs> you yeah. remember that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think the highlight for me, besides Kurt Swan's art, mm. I really liked Superman's characterization. Yeah, okay. I liked his development and his thought process. It yeah. felt really genuine to me, mm-hmm. and I think honestly that's what carried the whole thing for me. Was that in combination with the art? Like I just thought this feels like superman it's a really great look inside his head yeah especially like uh this particular version i suppose yes um felt very felt very nice it felt like coming home okay i suppose for me well that's good i mean it would have to i mean and i do agree as well superman's probably the um has the best characterization in this story there are a lot of characters in here and we've mm. mentioned again um billy kramer uh, again for me a little bit unevenly portrayed uh maybe that's just maybe it's dated maybe like he did, someone he did have some moments where he it's like the author was kind of trying to make him mysterious yeah uh, yeah and, I think and that that's worked where... i suppose and then that never really he just turned out to be like a kind of stand-up guy so you're just kind of wondering like oh yeah well that mis- that mystery was conveyed to me as a bit of just an oddity. Like, mm. So, again, it could be a dated thing. Um, and, uh, you know, so there are a lot of characters here, but by far, yeah, um, Clark is 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 given a good characterization, which is good. Lex is very cool for the little bits that he is in it. Oh, I Lex think. is just Lex, really. Yeah, <laughs> like I enjoyed he's... that. Actually, having said that, I'd enjoy, I'd say I enjoyed Lex's part in it towards yeah, the end. Definitely. That was a lot of fun. Um, but then again, see that we've got Bermuda Triangles, we've got Lex, we've got Mermaids, we've got college drama. Yes, There's just a I lot know, right? going on. So um, it, there is, there yeah. is. I feel like I love the Bermuda Triangle as a mystery, but I feel like mm. did we need it? Yeah, I get the metaphor and stuff, but it's such a specific. Yeah, it, it again with the mermaids, like the Bermuda Triangle. I feel like that could be its own story. Yes, like it, they they could devote four issues to that. Mm. Um, so it was a bit strange, but yeah. It, yeah, I, I mean, I had an inkling as well. Again, it's a dated thing. Like maybe back in the mid '80s, the Bermuda Triangle was quite a fascinating, you know, uh, phenomenon. Mm. I guess you call it because um, I remember when I was young, you know, young that the Bermuda Triangle was out. There was one of the greatest mysteries, right? No one could really fathom it. Yeah. And nowadays, everyone's a bit more, uh, a bit more savvy and a bit more, um, you know, suspicious of, you know. Things that they can't explain. Everyone's I mean, more figured out it's a portal to hell. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, everyone's kind of they're more. The first inclination is okay. There's got to be a scientific reason behind it. Whereas back in the mid '80s, it seemed to be more like 
you know, people were more prone to believe in the Loch Ness monster in mm. the Bermuda Triangle. So by having that in the story back then, it could be quite a fantastic element, you know. But by today's yeah. standards, it's, yeah, you know, it's a Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> and I guess there's also, because we talk about all these plot threads and stuff, but yeah. we look at the time it was made, and this is when, like, a mini series mm. of issues, that was pretty new. To yeah, comics, right? Yeah, uh, like that started around this time. I think they'd only done one, maybe two Superman mini okay. series before this, and one of them was World of Krypton, not John Burns, another one. Mm-hmm. So this was uh, a new thing, and I think people were still getting used to it yeah, and right. how to do it. So because like now this is this is one of the most common forms. You know, yes. people are essentially writing six issue mini series and ongoing runs so they can be put into trades. Yeah, uh, but. It was pretty new back then, so maybe that, um, you know, it was an experimental era. Yeah. So you so, mean from the writing point of view? like Yeah, the writing yeah, point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because the pacing and all that. For a four-issue mini, uh, and like we said, it has a lot of stuff in it, and, yeah, it did seem a little bit uneven, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, totally. Because at this point, I don't think there's any classic templates to even follow for a yeah, miniseries. Sure. Year one didn't come out till the next year. Mm-hmm. Same with Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Uh, which were both huge mini series when they came out. Yeah. So I just, I guess I'll take that into consideration. Um, yep. Yep. But, you know, pioneers, et cetera, True. setting the stage for the future. Um, yeah. yeah. Hats off to Rosakis. I'm not going to have no way to defend it. I'm just saying. No, like, no, for uh, sure. I, I, I find it interesting. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. Historically, that yeah. is quite interesting. Definitely. Because it is, it is reading more like a, yeah, more like a serial thing. Mm. Like you yeah. know, it kind of the but whole, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, ongoing subplots and yeah, stuff. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. It just keeps on kind of bringing up more stuff, and and there's no, yeah, there are no, you know, kind of structured beats that we're used to now. In, yeah. In, um, in minis, so. Yeah. And uh, another thing I want to talk about. You mentioned the Archie comic thing a few times. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And it's it's funny because, you know, you get Superboy. Like it's kind of. Superboy. When, when you're getting, like, the Superboy mythology mm-hmm. coming from Smallville and going through co- college, especially at this point in time, it's kind of unavoidable, I think, to get some archiness mm. in there. Because it's such a, you know, um, Smallville such the innocent town, and uh, I'm trying to... Uh, it's very American. Yeah. And not like it's unmodern, especially Superman at that point. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's very. Yeah, um, very. Uh, I think people might figure out what I'm trying to say. But, mm-hmm. Oh, no, uh, I know what you're saying as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very traditional, conservative in the ways. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think a bit of archiness. Yeah. Um, when you're drawing from Superboy stuff in the 60s. Yeah. And stuff is like unavoidable. Um, and I guess watching Smallville, I'm used to a bit of a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, teen sure. drama cheese. But th- there's nothing uh, wrong with that. Again, I guess it um, the the covers kind of subvert that expectation because oh, covers. Yeah, and and if I can blame the covers again, and happy to, um, because they're all of what seems to be fully grown Superman, and 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 we yeah. know it is Superman the Secret Years, but that's all we're told. If it was kind of marketed as you know, this is you know, I don't know, can they call it Superboy? Or there's another Superboy, isn't there? 
like cool that maybe the miniseries could have something to do with like uh like the young superman or something or like how superboy became superman yeah. i mean that's already the name of two stories but i'm sure they could figure okay. something else out see i, but think... I think this is like yeah. secret files and stuff as well i think this is sort of when all that was starting too yeah okay because um, i think like... if, if off the bat they made that clear then then i probably i probably i'm only speaking of myself would be a lot more um amenable to accepting like this college drama because i know it's it's meant to be set like that i was expecting superman like superman you know yeah um so yeah again it's maybe miscommunication there and you know the cover gives the impression that there's going to be terrible artwork inside but then you find out <laughs> it's really good artwork that's so. good a pleasant <laughs> pleasant surprise yeah 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 yeah. Well, um, shall we give our ratings then? Yeah, why not? Why not? All right, so I will go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, uh, Kurt Swan's a big part of this. Mm-hmm. The characterization of Superman, totally on point. I buy it 100%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is... When I said it feels like coming home, this is the Superman I grew up with. Uh-huh. This uh, version, Earth-1 Superman. And I also grew up with Christopher Reeve Superman, but I have much warmer feelings toward this superman uh-huh. and you know it, he still stands the test of time and i just i really enjoyed exploring this new aspect of his life that i'd never explored before mm. so i really want to thank james young for recommending this because i never would have heard oh, yes. about it otherwise yeah and uh yeah that all being said mm-hmm. um i've already noted like my gripes but they're pretty minor so i'm gonna give it a seven Okay. Uh, seven Bermuda Triangles out of ten. Awesome. Because, uh, you know, the, the covers also let it down a bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I do have to take that into account, unfortunately. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Really so, so this is something as you say, you'd pick up the trade for and stuff if, if it yeah. was out. The, yeah, there's no trade. But, yeah. Um, I did pick up the issues though, so I'm glad I did. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. Well... Off the back of that, and again, I, I too would like to thank James, James Young. Thank you for uh, sending this request in. Uh, it was certainly uh, a different and uh, an interesting journey through these four issues. Um, I'm a little different from Connor, and by no means do you know am I disparaging of the arc. It's just really not to my to my taste. Uh, I'm going to bump it up a little bit more, Connor. From my original score, I originally was going to give it five and a half. Uh, I'm going to bring it up to six, I think, because a lot of it has to do with Kurt Swan, and mm. um, similar to going through it and now, you know, discovering how things or why things are in there, like the mermaid and all that. Yeah, um, it, it kind of makes it a bit. Uh, it's a, I understand it a little bit more. See, this is a problem, kind of, when you're a, a newbie. <laughs> a lot of the things, like, just, you know, you just have to take it face value. And so I found a lot of it, you know, um, I enjoyed the, the, the mermaid thing, but I found a lot of the things, like, uh, uneven in the whole thing. Mm. Uh, and basically everything that we kind of said. Uh, yeah. But I did enjoy it. Look, would I... I'm not sure. I mean, there are a lot of good Superman stories out there. The ones that we've covered, um, I would go towards them to to grow my superman collection on my shelf this one Mm. i could you know i could wait until maybe later on until i got the other ones first if that 
is a is yeah. a diplomatic way of saying it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in not yeah I'm in no like no rush to kind of read it again, but um, I am in a rush to read more Kurt Swan stuff. So mm. if anything, this has obviously flicked that switch um, because he is he's very good and and you know I I cannot say that really enough as well. I I you know flicked through a lot of Superman comics at at the newsagents when I was really young. Um, so look, I ended up not collecting them or buying them, but I remember going through a lot of them and I am sure nine out of 10 of them were Kurt Swan. Yeah. So for me, there is a familiarity. There is this, uh, sentimental connection mm. to that style because I had seen it. And to me, that's, that's how Superman's kind of drawn. Um, yeah. so that, that was a big, um, you know, a big, uh, part of me enjoying this arc, but you know, all the yeah. other stuff like the covers, all that kind of stuff yeah kind of put me off a bit um so yeah so i'll stick with a six then i think a six is decent um the art certainly deserves um a big a big part of the scoring well uh lucky for you there is uh no lack and shortage of kurt's yeah yeah no it's great i'm looking forward to it i think he's him and probably al pacino have done the most okay art for superman overall i think Who's um who's most famous with teaming up rider wise with Kurt Swan? With Kurt Swan, yeah. Um. So which run would you say? You know, try these Kurt Swan ones. I like, want to say I like it's it's strange because they change riders sometimes. It's like there's like a full run mm-hmm. back then, and like so like most of the stories were standalone okay. until they started going into like the Bronze Age and stuff. Right. Um, but there, obviously this isn't, they've only paired up once, but whatever happens to the man of tomorrow, yeah. which is Alan Moore's, uh, end to the silver age, yeah. bronze age Superman that was drawn by Kurt Swan. Okay. Obviously an absolute must read. Yes. Uh, you know, whether you like it or not is. Oh, do you like it? Up for debate. I, I do. I oh, do. Yeah. But they're, they're, it's very interesting to talk about. I'll say that much because Ooh. it's, uh, um, it's a bit dark. Alan Moore, eh? of course. To yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I want to say I don't think it's Otto Binder. I think he was with Al Pestino all the time. Mm-hmm. So I will I will get back to you on who Kurtzon was paired with the most. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting because there, there was like there was like a circle of three or four writers like you see a lot. Yeah. And a couple of artists you see a lot, like two or three. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Swan was one of them. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, uh, I don't know. Are we going to... What's uh, What are we going to do next? Ahead? Yeah, I mean, can, well, we, can we slot that in somewhere? Or we got a bit of a queue, do we? I suppose we can... Uh, well, we don't actually have a queue. We don't have any requests. Okay. So, I guess... Uh, Come on, super listeners. Get in there. Right. Ray and I will be talking about what we're covering next, but you, dear listeners, won't be able to hear it because we'll be off the air. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, so anything else to add? Or um, no, other than uh, thanks again, once again to James Young, and for any any fans, uh, any listeners out there, please uh, drop us a line. We we love to hear from you. Um, uh, there is a, a discussion thread up on our page and on Twitter 
about these uh, comics. So after you've listened to this episode, yes, just drop us a line as well about it. I mean, we can always discuss it next episode as well. Um, but we're happy to hear what you what you think of um, yeah of this arc. All right. Yeah, we really uh, would like feedback and we can discuss things and stuff. So, yeah, yeah well, until next time, um, don't drink drive. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com, our Twitter, at lskpodcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.